Welcome to Cowboy Shit. This is Ted Stoven. He is Wacey Anderson. You can follow us on the social medias. I'm at Ted Stoven. He's at Wacey Anderson. Check us out on both the Instagram or the Twitter. Wacey's got some good tweets. So check out Cowboy Shit Official on all the social media pages as well, right, Wacey? We're all over the place, man. Pretty much any social. We're on LinkedIn now, even. We started a LinkedIn page. If you can't find us, something is wrong because we're there. Or else we're, yeah, or else we just didn't post more, I guess, so you can see, and we just show up on your page more often. But, Wacy's working on that. We're getting there. So, uh, this is episode 110. It's uh, the middle of February in Canada, and uh, actually the start of February. It's It's one of the seventh today. It's in the positive degrees, though, for the middle of winter. There's there's almost no snow left on my front lawn right now. No, it's cool, man. It was such a nice walk. It was such a lovely walk to work this morning. I bet. You're probably just loving this right now, eh? I'm a big fan, and I can run out. I can run outside. Oh, I'm still training for a marathon. Yeah, how's how consistent have that. your running been lately? It's been good, man. I've ran um, almost 70 kilometers the past, uh, I guess, six weeks. That's pretty good, so, eh? 10 kilometers. That's been week. just it's been solid training. It's like nothing crazy, like 12. You well, and then you start and then, bumping it up a little bit more. Though, well, right? but then you but you you pile on hockey and all this stuff like skiing. Guys, that's does like, there's a lot of a lot of training's been involved um, in the past. Um, in the past month and a half, I've burned, I've burned in the month of January, I burned like, um, how many calories? I think it was like over 10,000 calories in the month of, in the month of January, which is pretty that's, good. That's like five days worth. Burning 5,000 calories? No, you said 10,000 in five days. Or 10,000. a day. Yeah, but burning it like through activity. Like not just okay. like sitting there. That doesn't include like my just like the calories you burn just throughout. That's just like through activity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That seems like it might be good. I don't know. Cool. It's pretty Congrats, good. That's, so we're doing a fitness challenge. We're doing a fitness challenge at work, and they say you should average um, between eight and ten thousand burned in act through activity in a month. Okay. Cool. All right. I like it. Okay. But anyways, training's going good, man. On. I was going to say skiing though too, like the skiing we did this last week. That probably didn't very, burn very many calories. My, I only had my phone watch on the alcohol. I only so. had my phone or my watch on because it died, but I only had an hour's worth for a skiing day on there, and I had 650 burned. So cool, man. I don't know what, what any of that means. So I guess uh, let's just move on to hockey this weekend. We've got uh, the Hannah Hockey Tournament coming up, so that's always a fun one. Happy that um, it's back, man. It's been a couple of years yeah. now since we've been back. So, in fact, one year since it's been away because they we were into it in twenty twenty. But two years since you last played, pretty much. Two there? seasons of hockey. Well, we've only missed we only missed one Hannah Turner's well, My point is, we missed it in twenty twenty one. That was it. It was one of the lucky events that happened still in in January or in February of twenty twenty before mm-hmm. things went down. So we missed it in twenty twenty one, and we're back in twenty twenty two. So we missed yeah. one. But two years, but two years ago, that's the last one. Okay, okay, sweet. We're really on the wrong say. page today. But anyways, well, I just, that's, it's this been 2020, 2022 is two years, mate. I get it. We're saying the same thing in different ways. So yeah. we're back. Hannah Hockey Tournament this weekend. Wacy, it's uh, gonna be good to be back. It's been two years since you've been there. It's been two years that? since I've been back. It's been two Holy years since you've played hockey in Hannah, man. I'm fired up because, as people know, we love the tournament. We talk about it very often. 
on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So when, when Lowell Johnson Texas Texas said that the tournament was back, we were fired up. So we are there's six teams, two days worth of hockey, and I think our chances are pretty decent to come out victorious and reclaim our A A division championship, which we missed. We lost in the final in the last tournament. So I think we are things are shaping up to be pretty good. We're, we're, we could use a couple more fellas on the team. We're looking pretty light. A lot of our OG Big Valley guys um, haven't played much hockey in the last two seasons, so they're a little bit out of shape and not really ready to go. So I mean, hey, you you don't know that that we, they just haven't committed, man. You can't put on put on them that they're out of shape. You don't know they're out of shape. You don't know that. Man, Skippy literally said those words to us as we were driving to Saskatoon. <laughs> we have an inside source who sees those guys a lot more than we do. Hey, I'm not the one. So that I'm, said t- it. I'm trusting. Anybody, I'm trusting the Skippy scouting report. On anybody gives the Big a Valley shit, Boys. that one's on Waste. That one's on him. But yeah, like we said, if you uh, if you you're gonna sit here and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm not. Telling you, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that I'm not gonna say if guys are out of shape. I'm not gonna put that on anybody. Skippy literally said those words to us. <laughs> they right. came out of his mouth. All right, sweet. so you gotta okay, trust. You gotta so, trust your sources, man. So Hannah, if you uh, if you if you want to come play hockey, we've actually talked to a few guys. Tanarino today. We tried to get him on the team. He uh, has already been scouted by another team. Lowell Johnson. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit him from behind if we play. Right in. You know you're gonna play net. So good luck with that. Well, actually, I reached out, I reached out to uh to another goalie just so like if we so I can play out and be that other body that we need. So. Can't may have, may have, have another goal yet or no? He said he didn't let me know tonight. So we are. It's actually Tegan Rulo's, uh brother. Okay, right on. Brady. Yeah, he played four years in NCAA, so he's a he can play oh, the game. Good. So we've got a. I got just got a little scouting report from Lowell Johnson too. We'll get to that here in a sec. But we've got uh, on our team. We've got who we got? We got Kay Johansson, son of the Don Father, Don Johansson. Son of the Don uh, Father. Who else we got? We got uh, Ryden Atwood. Woody. He's playing. We've got Ryden Atwood, who's a Tim? good friend Tim of mine. Martin. Tim, Ma- Timmy Martin, the biggest man, the biggest human in the whole world. Yep. Uh, his buddy Cody Fraser. Uh, are those two are like six foot plus D men or what? Yeah, Tim? they're big dudes. Well, Tim's got, Tim's not really a D man. He's he did play forward when I played senior forward. with him. Um, uh, and also then we got have Devin Maisie. Devin Maisie, Canadian champ. Maybe? Justin Edwards no. is no, he's not a Canadian champ, but good champ. Canadian champ. Eh, he reads bowl good. Yeah. Anyways, Can Justin Edwards not on our team. Yeah, neither is Gator. We asked them uh, too, Brandon Bardwell. Been... Yes, he's on Bardsy's back. He's a, he's been a staple on the team for a few years. And then we got Cade's cousin, and we don't really know what his name is. So Cade's it's cousin actually, is on the team. It's actually Ty. You don't know, but I do. It's Ty. It's Ty Johansson. That's we got Ty Johansson. We got the, his cousin. Yes. Who... And, then, and then from Lowell's uh, scouting report on some other teams, like we saw already talked about, we've got uh, uh, Tannerino. PBR Canada finalist going to be on the, uh, the, boot, the Boot Hill Bandits. Uh, Straws Milan looks like he's coming. He's probably part of that Sounding Lake Steer Wrestlers team. Mm-hmm. Cool Goodine, I've seen him at that uh, tournament a few times. Leon Lay, Sounding Lake guy. Pat Cassidy. Um, Lo- and Lo- Lo- like we said, Lowell's going to be. He was mm-hmm. part of our one of our shows we did there live. He is part of the gesture you mentioned pod. two years ago, last time we were there. And uh, going to be... Gonna be gonna be a fun tournament. I, I, it sounds like Lowell might have loaded up though, so we're gonna have to see how this goes. But we the Boot Hill Bandits, they were they were getting old, so it's about time they injected some youth into that lineup. So good move by them to scoop up Tannerino. He played junior B uh, for a few seasons there, so Tanner's no slouch when it comes to playing the hockey. I also tried Nick Tetz, but he was busy bull riding this weekend, which is probably that's cool too. But uh, like I said, if you 
if you uh, if you want to play some hockey this weekend, we're looking for some recruits. So send us an application on any of the uh, send us why media. we should pick you on our team. Yeah, we need a little bit of of lowdown. And and just for the record, Jake Molberg from uh, he's uh, down our buddy down in the in Wisconsin, been uh, part of the PBR crew for a long time. He he's coming next year, Wade. Yeah, he, he said he's he said I'll be there next year. So we also have, well, you have some we have I'm some folks from Washington recruits. who want to come join the team as well. Maryland, we met when we were down in uh, Fort Worth. Mar- Catholic, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so a different we're, side we're of the gonna, country. We're gonna get some recruits on Maryland. the team from Americans. Yeah. Some Americans. Fun. It'll be fun. Our friend Jake, Jake, uh, Ke- is it Keeley? Keeney, Jake Keeney. He's gonna come check us out. Come be part of the crew. But okay, and here uh, a couple more things before we get off the top half of the show. So uh, something I saw today on Twitter, thanks to Cody Snyder, uh, Fort Murph, Fort Worth. And I didn't watch any of it, Fort so Mush. I didn't even know this. <laughs> Fort, Fort Smurf. Fort Smurf. Uh, removed the markout rule. So one of the biggest, probably one of the more traditional rodeos that's really making some moves and updating things, mm-hmm. removes the markout rule. And uh, Cal White's the uh, the rodeo kind of assistant production manager there. Rodeo, uh, I don't know his exact title. I should have had it before the show. But but removed the markout rule. So I think that's a pretty cool uh, addition. Uh, you know, I shouldn't say addition. It's subtraction from the rule book. That kind of helps. One of the things they mentioned was it helps uh, remove confusion in the in the sport, and it was part of their their uh, updated uh, formats where they have mm-hmm. pools and brackets and uh, semifinals and finals. So it's a progressive thing. So it's not not such a total disaster. Last time I was there it was 2011, and it was just a shit show of different stock every day. You might get lucky, you might win some money. The guy that I went there with was like 72, 71, and 80 in one like second place. So now you've got to have like a good pool and you're against good guys. They take the top people and it's, it's a much improved show compared to when I was there last time and less of a drawing contest. So mm-hmm. uh big kudos, I think to Fort goes out to Fort Worth on, on doing, you know, moving forward in the Dickies arena, which is the home of the PBR world finals is coming up in May. It's going to be a pretty neat uh, venue. It was, it, it is a pretty neat venue. So I'm looking forward to seeing it here, seeing an event there at some point, but uh, mm-hmm. just, uh, I hope that hopefully that that's keeps... a trend that continues yes. with more of the bigger rodeos. We've seen it here in Calgary now for a long time, and it works really well. And it it really uh, it makes the event easier to follow for people. So, correct. Yeah, so, we like. To I see thought that it. was neat. I had to point that out. And then the last thing on the top half of the show here, um, the buckles cowboy shit by Montana Silversmiths. Check us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the buckles now on the website cowboyshit.ca. Make sure you get yours if you'd like one. And they're also in a number of stores now, so check it out. We got buckles and the dog tags, which are super cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we've been able out, to folks. see them and like get them in our hands. Like they're super, they're yeah. awesome. Like I like the we way also, they look. So we also gave one away the other day at the uh, hockey game in Kindersley, but we'll get to more of that or not Kindersley uh, or the Holy War. Kimberly, Kimberly, close. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, we'll be back with our uh, interview after this. Uh, big hockey guy coming up on the show. And uh, this is Cowboy Hey, hockey guy, literally. Yeah, this is episode 110, Tower Shit. Ted and Wacy, thanks for listening. We'll look at the video soon. All right, our next guest is a 15 or 16 year maybe pro hockey, professional, former professional hockey player. He's from Brock, Saskatchewan. He's the 2016 National Team Roping League champion. I didn't even know it was a thing, but it's a thing. 
He is probably the biggest human I've ever sat beside <laughs> my whole life. Welcome to the Cowboy Shit Podcast, Steve McIntyre. What's going on, my dude? Thanks, guys. Not a whole lot. Just hanging out here in Kindersley today. You, uh, well... But, so I guess Kindersley. So you you uh, you've lived a lot of places in your in your uh, hockey career and in your lifetime. But you're back uh, pretty close to home now. It's probably nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to be back. We're uh, like I said, I'm about half an hour from from the farm. Actually, mom and dad's place, um, three miles just straight west of them. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great great place. There's nothing like home. Obviously, I don't miss the. Uh, cold weather the 52 degrees <laughs> that gets old real fast with the wind chill yeah i miss uh i miss the south i don't think there's i don't think there's any trees and and within like 30 miles of kindersley either so the wind really howls oh <laughs> it's awful <laughs> so my mom and dad are their grain farmers cattle ranchers too or yeah, we got uh cattle ranch uh, we uh had some grain land dad leased it all out so we're just mainly Cowboys, farmers, ranchers right now. So then how does a guy, a kid from Brock, Saskatchewan, growing up on a cattle ranch, mixed farm, I guess you could call it, right. end up playing professional hockey? Like where, 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 was it something you always wanted to do from the beginning, or just people were like, oh, this guy's huge, he's probably going to be good at hockey? Well, it was kind of one of them things, you know, we, we uh, there wasn't a whole lot to do in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were feeding cows and playing hockey, and the Brock rink was always open, so we... Uh, you know, we were always skating, and then there's a big uh, there's a big slough out behind our backyard, so we were always skating. You'd think with all the ice time I got, I'd be a little bit better skater than I was, <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you'd have been part of that era where like the the big man the big man hockey was was kind of like the peak of the big man hockey, where it's like if you if you had some size to it, you probably were getting a few more looks and maybe. A guy's my size. If I'd have been born probably 10 years, a little bit sooner maybe. Yeah. Um, like I said, my tail end of my career, we kind of they kind of went away from it. But, uh, you know, now they're I even watching the game last night. I watched a little bit of the Oilers game, and I was like, holy smokes. Like, it's did quick Did you guys see there. that Connor McDavid? His shootout his shoot, his shoot, his was oh, ridiculous. That was unbelievable, wasn't that it? That was dirty. Okay, so what about when uh, – I, I, forget, I forget who it was, but the guy was just like totally – on top of him in the corner, like lost his stick trying to like hold him, and still didn't get. There was no call on the play. Oh, that, guy, that guy's just like a human highlight reel, though. Like, there's he's like dangled through four people. Uh, like he'll do whatever. Like yeah. what he did to Morgan Riley last year, again, yeah. they're playing the Leafs. True. Like that was just like disrespectful. Almost. I I watched. So I haven't watched a whole lot of hockey, but I watched two of the Oilers games. One of them was against the Rangers, and then one of them was last night against the the Predators. Um, my old coach is actually coaching their team, uh, John Hines. And uh, like I said, those two games, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like, thank goodness I'm not playing anymore. But <laughs> well, you are still playing. You got a game tonight. Yeah, we're we're uh, playing senior here in Kindersley. Um, like I said, I'm trying to trying to play as much as I can. But you know, uh, as you get older, things start it's creeping harder, up. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little harder to do, but uh, like it's, I said, it's uh, almost like a rite of passage as like a, a former like professional or like high level hockey player. If you're from Saskatchewan, you come home and you play for your your local senior team. Like that was the coolest thing. Like, oh yeah, so and so is coming back to play for the so and so. Like that was like that would be it'd be the talk of the whole like RM or like where right. like, the local area. So it must be kind of cool to come back and play for your senior team. Oh, for sure. Like I said, it was. It's uh, I've never won a provincial title, so. That's uh, I'm I'm hoping. That's why I'm taking a couple more days off and and uh, icing the old uh, wheel up and and uh, going from there. But uh, the guys are great here. We got a good bunch of guys and 
and a lot of fun, a lot of young guys, up-and-comers, but then again, though, I'm the old guy uh, on the team <laughs> by, by, by quite, a few, <laughs> quite a few years. <laughs> I think there's some 18-year-olds, and, and uh, uh, it's a little interesting playing with them because uh, the, game's, the game's changed, and, and the way you approach talking to them is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't you have to be a little more, uh, a little more uh, PG. Yeah, you want to hurt their yeah. feelings, but no, they're they're a good, they're a good bunch of guys. Like I, you know, I'm a competitor, and uh, you know, sometimes my I get a little intense, but. Uh, well, you want you, you want to win. Obviously, you say never right, won a provincial title, right. so you still have that fire to win, which oh, is yeah. cool. But uh, like I said, I enjoy it. And they're they're a good bunch of boys, and and. Uh, I can call them boys because I'm quite a bit older. <laughs> Although there's a couple other guys that, uh, like uh, Troy Beaujolais, he's 39, so he's you know he's in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, so playing in these senior games, do you have like some tough guy from another town come up to you like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fight Steve McIntyre, I'm gonna be the hero. Like, is that has that been a thing for you, or is everybody you kind of no. got your your, I, your area? I uh, I I don't I just like I said, I, it's funny actually a lot of the. The teams that we do play with a lot of the teams that I played in minor hockey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's still that rivalry. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'm not afraid to throw a little CCM lumber around either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier on the body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them well, guys can, you know, they'll have to skate through a CCM hockey stick rather than a. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, let's jump right into your career. So, was, was, was professional hockey or like even major junior something that was on the radar from the beginning for you, or were you. You just kind of, like you said, you enjoy playing and not much doing the winter time. But was that when did that become a goal for you to take that next step? It was one of them things like, uh, you know, well, to be honest with you, uh, no. I mean, growing up in small town Saskatchewan, you wanted to play at a high level, but I was never drafted. Never got drafted in the Bantam draft. Never got drafted, in, you know, and playing professional. And a lot of people kind of never really ever thought I'd have an, you know, an opportunity or, or a, a future. And, and really, at that time, I didn't even think I had a future. But you know, the the big fellow upstairs, he kind of had a plan, and and uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to have an op, you know, keep having opportunities. And you know, even when doors closed, you know, another one opened, and and that's kind of like I said, you know, we were kidding about it earlier. Uh, maybe you should ask me more about the teams I didn't <laughs> play for rather than the teams I did play for, because I think the list would probably be a lot shorter. But uh, you know, it was it was such a great opportunity coming from a small town Saskatchewan to, you know, to to carry on a hockey career. And yeah, you know, it wasn't the easiest, but uh, like I said, I wouldn't change anything. Well, and even coming up, like you got to play for some Saskatchewan WHL teams, was really cool. I know, like growing up as a kid, that's all I wanted. I wanted to play for the Moose Jaw Warriors, like right. more than anything. That's like where I was born, and like so much of my family's from around there. So it must have been so cool to like put on those jerseys. You got to go on and 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 be, like play in those buildings. We're talking about the Art Hauser and the Arena in Medicine Hat right. and all those cool places. Saskatoon was, like I said, growing up. You know, we're two hours from Saskatoon, and and um, you know, I was always a Blades fan, uh, so that was pretty cool uh, putting that jersey on. Um, you know, I, I always, uh, Chris McAllister's dad, um, uh, he was sitting in the penalty box. He was in the, vis- or the home team's penalty box. And I want to say, like I said, I, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, I want to say his name was Jack. 
and I'd always call him Mr. McAllister. Yeah. And uh, he'd always, hey, Hack, how's it going? I was like, oh, good, you know. I'd get in there, serve my five minutes, and we'd be <laughs> BSing and, and telling stories. And I'd always ask how, you know, Chris was making out and Wade Belock, and because those were all the guys that came up before me, mm-hmm. right before me, a couple years before us. So I'd always kind of follow them. And, and uh, even to this day, we kind of laugh and joke about that. And, you know, I talked to Chris a little bit on uh, the old uh, crack book there and mm-hmm. just say, hey, you know, ever since like i said obviously his father passed away or god rest his soul but uh before that i'd ask him hey you know tell your dad i said yeah. hello but uh you know things like that he was a small town guy and we're small you know we're small town guys and and uh you know growing up blades fan that was that was pretty cool so who are some of the the scariest guys you te- you squared off against in the whl and that's like even when you talk major junior hockey the whl is like the wild west like it's it's big man tough hockey out here right well, right off the hop, obviously you got guys like Colt Knorr, um, Eric Goddard, Stephen Pete. Uh, those are kind of all. I was I got there before Scott Park. Scott Parker was in Kelowna, so he I got there a year after he left. But uh, obviously, you know he was a big gunslinger. And Rocky Thompson, <laughs> those are some pretty tough cowboys. What were but, like? What were some of those tilts like though at the time? Like, did you get your ass kicked at some points, or you, like were you always? In pretty good shape, or were you like worried about going in, or were, the, were you, was there no nerves, or you know, I before think, the games, what it looked, what was it like? I, I think it's just it. like anything, you know, if you, if you don't have, well, you're always scared. At least I was. I was always scared to lose, and so that kind of overpowered the. I was always worried about losing, so I always tried to, you know, like it was, I was fighting more out of fear than anything, <laughs> and it wasn't no necessarily like. You know, it wasn't always there wasn't guys necessarily bigger than I was, but it was just like, hey, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, use my strength to my ability or you know, as an asset. And like I said, I'm a big guy, a big farm kid from small town Saskatchewan, yeah. so I tried to use that as much as I could. But you know, there were some big tough guys that, uh, like I said, I came up against, like Eric Goddard, him and I, and we battled every game. He's a tough son of a bitch oh, too. Oh my gosh, like we battled every game. It seemed like, and I mean, he'd either crack me or i'd crack him and it was never really ever one-sided it was either you know maybe i edged him out maybe he edged me out or maybe we had a draw you know last time we fought he obviously beat me <laughs> and it's funny i actually messaged him the other day i say hey i owe you one we need to play senior <laughs> but uh i found out he's in vernon british columbia so <laughs> he, he, he hightailed it out of here but uh I said to him, I said, you're the only guy that I haven't got back yet. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty cool. That, like You mentioned the names like Colton Orr, Eric Goddard, that kind of stuff. Like, those are guys you'd battled with throughout your whole career. Right. Like, we, Teddy and I were, were watching some of your hockey fights on the way over, just like kind of doing our homework. And like those, yeah, those are some names that stood out that you'd fought in the, in the league and yeah. in the growing up. So it's kind of cool to see like yeah. that, that journey of battling through that. Yeah, like I said, the Wild I mean, back when I played, and even earlier, you know, it was the Wild West. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like even earlier, you know, we had blade the blades. You know, they had Wendell Clark, Joey Kosher, uh, Tony Twist. Okay, you Tony know, Twi- he's wild. Dave Brown. <laughs> yeah. Like all these guys are just like lunatics. Yeah. You know, uh, Kenny Baumgartner, Dave Manson up in oh, PA, yeah, like Manson, yeah. just legends. Yeah. Like, you know, if I'd have been ten years earlier, I would have really got my advocate. <laughs> <out there>. But. <laughs> But, uh, and, you know, another guy, Derek Bugard, uh, he was right up there, too. And believe it or not, there was another kid uh, uh, from probably up in your neck of the woods, um, Matt Sommerfeld. Okay, yeah, yeah. Matt Sommerfeld was probably the toughest guy pound for pound that I ever fought in my entire career. Like, he, 
there was a guy that was just tougher and he was he was tougher than a two dollar steak. Well, the thing about the WHL too, though, is you get a lot of the like the small town farm kids like you who like that you just come off the you come off the farm and you're a big strong kid and then you mix a big slew of them together so you're just bound to be like big right. scraps like that, right? <laughs> yeah, there was we had some we had some good ones. Uh, we had a like Darcy Hordichuk was one of my teammates in Saskatoon and and I mean we had. We had line brawls against Regina. It seemed like every other game. And <laughs> Moose Jaw. We had line brawls against them all the time. And and uh, yeah, it was well, Brandon. You know, <laughs> everybody. I mean, literally everybody. <laughs> we were line brawling everybody, and we had a big rivalry between uh, uh, well, PA too. Like we, especially being in Saskatoon, is so close oh, yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there there was not sh- too many shortages of uh, line brawls. It was funny actually. One of the one of the pictures there was a star phoenix and uh tyler mckay had this big shiner and uh, he was our goalie and uh he had his visor you know his helmet up on top of his head and he had this big old black guy got it from him you know line brawl <laughs> like we might not have been the best but we were you know we what we lacked you in skill we were, we were trying <laughs> yeah. i remember uh kyle fredericks we were in a line brawl against uh uh regina and Kyle Fredericks, who's the biggest human I think I've ever fought in my life. If you ever get a chance to do interview him, too, he's another guy. He's a big, scary man. <laughs> like, he looked like Frankenstein. He was huge. He took his helmet off, and, I mean, his helmet was, like, I got big hands, but he had big, like, just big fingers. I mean, his whole hand fit on the top of his helmet. Of course, me being stupid, I'd always call him, you know, this or that, and I just, you know, just be. And <laughs> like, I mean, I'm six five, and he's six seven, I think. Oh my god, god, man! He's got a bit of reach on you. Oh, he he had, like I said, the first fight, he had literally bent me over backwards, and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there punching up. Oh, and man. he was so freaking strong. Golly, he was he was strong. And then oh, the second shit. fight, we ended up having a draw, but. But uh, he was a big, strong individual. So, like, was your like your, your first fight in the WHL? Was it was it kind of like a, a shock of like, okay, like there's actually people out there as big as me, or was it well, kind of you just knew? And I want to go back further. Like, what was your first <laughs> fight ever? Like, were you a fighter since like oh. since like <laughs> kindergarten, oh. or like, or was the first one like you got playing hockey and like it was a hockey thing, or was it a life thing? Like, what when was the what was the first one ever? I want to say the first fight I ever got was in was uh, I got my ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> It was a kid. <laughs> Good motivation. <laughs> we were playing, well, I was playing triple midget. So it was hockey. Yeah, it was hockey. Triple midget. So you went a long time before you Yeah, were, no, I've never, I don't you have You didn't a, start off being a fighter. No, yeah. not at all. I'm not a fighter. Um, I, I'm really not. I don't have that mentality. But, and I, even now, like, I, even when I fought, like, I never really had that, you know, like, obviously, you develop, it's a skill, just like anything, but, uh. Yeah, I I absolutely got. We were playing. Oh, where were we? Um, I was playing triple A midget with the contacts and Kerry Nice. Uh, he was he was a he was a mental. Is that P A? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I can't. It was the Max tournament. I can't. In Calgary, remember. like at Max. Might Bell? have been in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, the I Max is remember. Calgary. Isn't yeah, it? Max, Max is Calgary. Remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway. He absolutely beat the dog shit out. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, I was oh, black no. guy, and, but I got him back that way. the well, next year. Oh, but no. uh, that was the first fight I got in, and then, like I said, I fought a little bit in training camp, and I was here in in Kindersley, and I fought a little bit there, and it was just it was just kind of one of them things that, like, I grew up, you know, in a in a in a, a family like we. 
We're not aggressive. I mean, we're aggressive people, but we don't yeah. really, you know, we don't. We You're don't not going really looking for a fight. Right, yeah. Right. My dad's he's six four, and you know, my brother's six two. Now, granted, my my sister, she's a little bit of a scrapper. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's where I came from. <laughs> yeah. My my sister and my mom, they're little scrappers, but uh, but like I said, we we uh, we don't really go looking for it. But you know, we're sure not going to back down from one. But. It takes us a little while to get wound up. Like so, I said, but, as so you can probably tell in my fights, it took me about four or five or six or seven, eight before I started kind of swinging back. <laughs> huh. So then, so when you got to, like, the dub, was it like, like you were there to be the fighter? Or were you kind of there, like, as an enforcer role? Like, how, how did that, what did that look like? Well, it was kind of, like I said, I didn't really understand the role because it was new to me. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, it was a, it was a role that uh, I had evolved maybe into. Um, you know, as a big kid, so they kind of wanted me. They they wanted me as that, but they also wanted me to play. And obviously, at that age, it's you know there's more on the fighting rather than this, you know. And it was just one of those things. It was one of them things that if I was going to continue, then I needed to to learn how to play the game. I needed to you know get my skills going and and uh, you know continually work on those. And of which, like I said, I had some pretty good coaches throughout my career and uh two in particular that were in uh providence uh, in my american league day um with the providence bruins uh the bruins farm team um with uh, paul vincent and and uh doug smith would you have played with wasey rabbit there then oh yeah yes yeah, so we, we, yeah we interviewed waste like a couple months ago yeah i always we're trying to recruit him for hannah too he just tweeted oh. his, he says a thousand bucks in her <laughs> he was, he was super ask, fun man you have to ask wasey next time you see him uh we got them talking about line brawls. For me, we <laughs> Wace and uh, uh, Chris Collins. So, like I said, those two guys, you know, they're what, five? They're not big dudes. Ten, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And like I said, oh, Wace, he could chuck them. And Collie could chuck them, too. <laughs> we got in a line brawl in Rockford. And uh, I was playing with those two. I love playing with them, guys. Like I said, I, I just give them the puck and... Whoosh, and wait, yeah, Wace yeah. was a badass. He was yeah, he just, was just down in front of that. So before, just, would you play with him in Saskatoon too? No, okay, I played. Okay. Uh, I played with him in Providence. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, I played with them two guys, and like I said, we had we had a lot of fun, and a lot of fun off the ice too. <laughs> well, so, I want to I want to get to that too, but but on the skill side, what did it <clears throat> what did it take to improve on that side? Like what like is that? practice every day and the great coaches is that what you're what you were kind of getting to or well like, like i said I, I had uh um my skills coach uh was paul vincent and he was from boston or from falmouth actually he's born in boston he lives in falmouth and uh and then doug smith was uh was my fight coach and i don't know if you guys watched the movie goon but that's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. loosely based on doug smith oh really so yeah of course you've watched yeah. goon so good goon, <laughs> great show. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know he's he those two guys are the reason why I had an opportunity to play you know further my career in the NHL because you had a fighting coach. Oh, it was great. Yeah, the guys were. Yada. That's like you ask yeah. Waste next time you talk to him. Oh, like well, yeah. they were getting bag skated, and I and I was I was working out with with Doug, and they were getting skated, and I was literally like just rapid fire, just as fast and hard as I could hit the bag. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. We were with hand pads as fast as so they. What did, was like, his background? Uh, so he was a Boston cop, but he, well, if you look him up, he, uh, I don't know exactly his career, how it worked out, but he played pro 
and like he played junior, but he was like a, a late bloomer. Yeah, and he just you know just kind of developed. He liked the fighting, and that's kind of how things went. But uh, but talk about like just a good good guy, like mm-hmm. just you know some of the f- stories and even just some of the knowledge, like the difference. You know, it's it's changed. The role has changed over the years, mm-hmm. and he kind of learned how to adapt. But he he developed, helped me develop a skill that I ended up getting pretty good at. And and you know, I started taking the other thing too is my mentality started to change. Like I just had my boy. Um, you know, he's going to be 16 this year. It's oh wow! Crazy. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He, uh, you know, when you start looking at it that way, mm. it's like okay. These guys are trying to take food off my table for my kid, mm. so it's just like the little thing kind of went. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of where you develop that that switch, that instinct. Yeah, that, you know that because it is uh, a switch. You're not you're not a, a fighter. Like no. it's a it's a thing you have to a yeah. skill you're developing essentially. Yeah, you know I was not a like I said I'm not a you know I'm not a violent by nature kind of guy. I'm not really that intense. I mm-hmm. can be, just like I'm sure yeah. you guys can be too. But, I got uh, fired up the other night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Teddy, 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 Teddy drew a penalty. blocker at a guy. No, this was the other oh, night on night. Saturday. Oh, funny. Oh, somebody yeah. pushed somebody down in front of me, and I went after the guy. Man, the ref wrapped me up first. But I was going to swing the blocker out. I was pissed. I get, I get fired I up, man. Mad. Especially yeah. beer league hockey. People are such meatheads oh, in beer league just hockey. Just dipshits. We had, uh, we had a guy the other night, our goalie. Robert. Were you part of that line, bro? No. The one that was we were at Crawford the other night, so there's a big rivalry between Crawford and Kindersley, right? There's always been, since I was a little kid, there's always been a rivalry between Crawford and Kindersley. Well, our goalie that we, you know, or whatever, he started throwing blockers. Oh, no. This kid kind of run them, and it was like, you know, our goalie was a pretty big kid, and this other guy wasn't that great, that big, and the next thing you know, this kid's leaking, and this kid, like, our goalie's just feeding him the block. Oh, my God. gave him, like, two, for sure, anyway. That's that insane. Seen. I'm like, you know what? He's getting a pretty good lick, and I don't have to step in there. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's but, wild. Uh, yeah. Goalies, you guys are squirrely. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck around, man. It would have been bad. I would have probably been banned for a few days. But I I, I was, I jumped at him, and I kind of slipped, and then the, the one of the refs caught me, and I was, but I was, I was seeing red at You're that point. You're fired up. And I'm not a big, like, and then the guy was trying to chirp me after. He said, what are you, you little punk? And I'm like, <laughs> same size as you, you fucking bitch. And you I was fall, like, man. Oh, so fucking mad. I got to a full cage on, too. That's oh, so yeah, yeah, 100%. Nuts. Oh, that drives me sideways. So are you one of those guys, just a tough guy between the between the linesmen? No, no, I was going oh. after him. Like, oh, okay. I was, I was going <laughs> after Like, I was, there was nothing. Yeah. There was, like, if I wouldn't have slipped and fell and he caught me, like, I was gonna be bad i was freaking out at that point my my, la- my last year and playing double a midget and watson we were playing prince albert in provincials and it was game it was like two game total point like the right. stupid shit we do we were playing p and we were we were tied with them and it was a third period and they had this huge guy on their team like he was six foot four like just a meatball they get on a power play they, they send him out to stand in front of me in front of the net and he's right, right in the crease right in my grill and i'm getting pissed <laughs> was off he looking at, at you no he's right his butt right to me <laughs> he was fucking and he was just like pissing me off so I was like, like jabbing him with the back of my blocker and the like lower back and all, right. everything I could do and back the legs of my stick. Finally, he wouldn't move, so I took the tip of my blade of my stick, Boom. jammed him right in the can, <laughs> and this guy went down like a fucking tree. This was like second period, so there's still like hockey to play. So this guy went down. The refs didn't see it because the puck was going back the other way, and this guy was dead. And he was like fired up, whatever. The oh, period, man. the period ends. I'm walking off the ice. There's parents because you have to walk. It's like that old brink in, right. in PA, like right. behind the Walmart. Right. So I'm walking through the lobby, and there's parents yelling at me, "You fucking dirty." Dirty player, like like just fired up at oh, me. Oh no! So whatever we the game we t- ended up tying that game. Had to go back to Watson for another game. 
And uh, so we're shaking hands, and this guy looks me dead in the eyes. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> so it tur- it, and it turns out this guy was like like trained MMA, like just a big, this big tough fucker. But like I just like, I was like put my like took my put, like, put my life at risk, like taking this guy down because I was so mad. But, yeah, I don't fucking people piss me off, but that's what happens. Um, so would you have been would you have been in Providence when uh, when Tuca lost his shit? That was a year after. Year after, okay, yep. okay. That's what, I love that. It was funny hearing Waste's perspective on that story. But then, they threw the chair out. Yeah, they yeah, threw yeah. the chair and the milk crate and like just went absolutely ballistic. I love that. Yeah, so then, he's would fiery. You, would you some? Would you have caught with like like Bergeron and Luch and all those guys? When they uh, were they were they were the fir- no they were the first year in Boston. So I think I think Luch he didn't yeah he went from right from the WHL right to playing like Boston yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. who was the and craziest goalie you you uh, were on a team with that I played with yeah. Oh, I had a pretty nutty goalie in uh, Red Deer, Dustin Schwartz. I think he's actually their goalie coach up there right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, goalies are wild. So then, so Pro- was Providence your first crack at pro hockey then? No, or? I. Uh, so I started up, actually, come to think of it, we had some pretty nutty goalies. <laughs> this probably, more, this out, probably goes further. Trying to figure out who, who we had. We had a couple nutty ones, but there was another kid I played with in, in uh, Charlotte. He was a nut bar. Uh, he was a little bit of snap show too. Not not <laughs> as bad as Schwartz. Schwartz and I, like I said, actually I think Schwartz coaching in was it Saint Spruce Grove or uh, Sherwood Park? I can't remember. That's wild. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean Schwartz. Like I said, we go out, uh, for beers after whatever, and and uh, but yeah, he, there was there was some there was some beauty. Goalies and I like the the, the thing about it is, you know, you think goalies are nuts, right? Well, most of the time, tough guys are enforcers and goalies. Usually, we're like best buds because mm. we're both a little bit squirrely. <laughs> one's catching punches and one's catching pucks. <laughs> yeah. So, and somebody's always trying to take their heads off. Yeah, so that's a good point. You know, like like up in Edmonton, like uh, me and uh, JD Delorier, we got along really good. He's a French goalie. Oh, yeah, Delorier. He's a. Him. I love yeah. oh, man. Good he's dude. such a yeah. good guy. He was. Uh, yeah, him and I we hung out quite a bit and on the road and different things, but. Uh, yeah, like Roly, Dwayne Rolson was another beauty. I, man, I was listening to a Spit and Chicklets episode one time. They were telling stories like how he just loves to crush wine or something and just gets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he likes to, he likes to count around. <laughs> That's so awesome, man. But, I love uh, that shit. Like I said, I got one of the. Actually, it's funny. One of the, I got a goalie stick of Rollies, and I think he says to Steve or something like that or something about. Whiskey's your crown royal or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, oh, it's totally roly. Yeah, but, he's, uh, he's something else, that guy. Such a good dude. Yeah. And then that was the other thing, too. Is like When I was in Edmonton, like I was I was an old rookie. I was like 27, 28. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was 28, yeah. And I didn't, so I didn't fit in with the young guys. And I didn't really fit in with the old guys. Well, Roly was an old guy, so he didn't really fit in with anybody. So <laughs> me and Roly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was and great. That, that was a couple of years after the, the cup like, run. big cup run, yeah, too, right? Yeah. That was in 08, 09, yeah. And that they were 06 that they went all the way, yeah. right? Yeah. So we uh, did some did some prior research on the way here. We talked to a friend of ours, Roland McFadden. <laughs> and pony. We, and yeah, pony. Pony, yeah. So speaking of the Oilers and Spit and Chicklets, we, there's a, a story going around about uh, one of their co-hosts, Ryan Whitney, <laughs> that there's a little bit of a beef or a little bit of a... Uh, incident between the you two, we were doing some recon with our friend Pony here on the on the way. Um, yeah, Roland and, McFadden. And, and people know that we're all fans of Spit and Chicklets, so we, he said he mentioned how you have a bit of a history with one of their co-hosts, Ryan Whitney. Yeah, Whitney and I, like I said, <laughs> we played together in in Edmonton, and, 
And apparently I'm as big as a refrigerator and can't shoot and a couple other different things. <laughs> and when your teammates, he says this oh, shit? Man. Well, like I said, now, now, I think in the in the episode, he, he said all these different things. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know. Hey, you know what? At least I was there. Yeah. But uh, I think one of them, I couldn't shoot, which is kind of ironic. But And then uh, I was big as, which is. Obviously, <laughs> good one, Wayne. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, uh, what was the other one? I hadn't played very long. I don't know if you guys know him. I had, he hadn't played very long, which is you know that's fair. Yeah, I'll give him that one. But uh, yeah, we we uh, we didn't set it off. We didn't we didn't hit it off right, real great off the start. Um, there was a little bit of history there. And uh, what what kind of history do you want? Well, to our first, like I said, the first time I ever met him, I was coming back and. It was my second tour of duty in, in Edmonton, and uh, um, there was we were dressing in the visitors' dressing room, and you know I'm a big believer in okay if if not just one guy, if, like you know what happened was we were gonna we're, he was gonna end up being he ended up having some issues with the skates or equipment or something like that, so he was gonna be late. So there's me, Sean Horkoff, and him left in the dressing room. And, you know, I didn't want him showing up, just him rolling the dressing room and being late. So if it was going to be him, you know, it would be all three of us. So that's we all three went instead of just whatever. So that was my thinking. So we get in the dressing room, and right off the hop, Tom Randy just just kind of lays into us. He's like, you guys are freaking blah, 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 late. You know, if you're not five minutes early, you're five minutes late, blah, 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 blah. And, you know... He didn't kind of. He kind of. He didn't throw us under the bus, but he didn't really tell us. Which it wouldn't have made any difference anyway. We were late. Nobody. You're getting cussed either way. We were getting cussed. Whatever. So anyway, I was like, you know, what kind of guy is this? And like I said, obviously change and people grow up and mature. Whatever. I'm sure he's great. (laughs) I haven't talked to him for a while. But uh, the story, like I said, him and I had. You know, some issues or some situations throughout the course of the year. And uh, like I said, there was a couple instances where I had to go over, I think. And like you said, the story that he did tell was pretty true. I was having a tough practice, which, you know, I was a drill wrecker. And I will admit. <laughs> oh, the drill buster. Oh, no. I was a drill wrecker, drill buster. A little bit of one. Not entirely, but a drill, you know, whatever. I was struggling because, like I said, I, I had to be on, like, my A game all the time. And so I was yeah. on edge all the time. And uh, that's, a, that's a lot of weight to carry around. Whereas those guys, like I said, they can kind of, you know, they can do their thing and they get by on skill. Where yeah. It was like I had to go, like, 110% yeah. all the time. And so there was no, like, taking days off. So, I mean, I'm just, like, my, you know, the hamster in the wheel. Just <laughs> round and round and round and round. So, anyway, uh Long story short, we get back and forth, and he yells at me, and I'm just, at this point, I'm ready to, like, seeing right. Rennie or Wit Wit does? Wit. Yeah. He's yelling at me, and. On the ice Oh, yeah. And we're we're, we're practicing. So I go over to him, and I tell him, I said, if you ever talk to me like that again, I'll effing rip your arms off, and I'll (laughs) kick the living shit out of you. (laughs) And he just was like, Okay. Never had a problem with him the rest of the year, really. Okay. And I even invited him out. Like, some of these kids, they didn't understand, like, you know, there's life outside hockey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I got to be really good friends with some really cool people. Like, uh, you know, the people that run uh, and own Cycle Works up in Edmonton. Like, mm-hmm. they treated me like I walked in and, 
you know, I was able to buy a, a four-wheeler and, and for my dad for, for Christmas. And, you know, I built that relationship and they allowed me to use some, some sleds and some four-wheelers and, you know, whatever kind of thing. And it was really, really cool. When I told Whit this, I said, hey, you know, you guys ever been snow, you know, sledding or shooting guns or anything like that? And he's like, oh, my gosh, you can do that? And I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do there's it life outside <laughs> of hockey <laughs> other than going to the rink, eating, sleeping, going to the bar, yeah, chasing yeah. women. You know, yeah. like there's more to life than just that. And I said, there's other stuff that you can do, you know, go ice fishing, whatever. And he's like, man, that'd be awesome. I don't really want to go. But anyway, never ended up working out. But we kind of buried the hatchet a little bit. Well, we sucked that year. It was a tough season, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was terrible. So it was a tough season. So we were all ready to kill each other by the end of the year. Well, the end of the year, party comes along. And I'm up there. And, I mean, I might have been drinking a little bit of whiskey. Might not have been. I don't know. <laughs> I'm up there, and they got a karaoke bar playing. And I'm singing David Allen Cole, just, you know, just <laughs> rocking it out. Like, I think I got a picture. Tell me about my name. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, my go-to. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm up there, and I'm just singing my heart out, just like, just... You know, yeah. and you never right. <laughs> and he's in the back because he, you know, he's he used to come to the rink with like, I kind of had to giggle because I'd come to the rink and exactly what I got on right now with my muck boots or my, you know, whatever my dry shods or, you know, my cowboy boots <laughs> yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? And like I just, Normal I gear. didn't, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. The other thing too is like I come in with my ton truck and they got their, you know, Maseratis yeah. and their Escalades or yeah. whatever. And while well, Troy actually is like, man, he says, I can't believe it. He says, you don't even change your wardrobe or nothing? Because he used to give me crap about that, too. He's like, no. I said, I got my boots, my rubber boots on. I'm good to go. It's I'm cold dressed, I'm dressing there, for man. warmth, yeah, not yeah, comfort. Exactly. You know? <laughs> or not looks. I'm dressing for warmth and function. He's crafty. Yeah. You grew up on a ranch, dude. Yeah. You get, you're not 30 below on everything. Hey, you're not wearing your, right. your like, your ass shoes on right. feet. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, obviously that was one of the kind of things that guys giggled at but i didn't really care because you know that was, this was me yeah and uh david schmidt actually said well we definitely know what truck is yours on the ramp <laughs> you know only <laughs> ton truck there everybody else's escalade mercedes whatever but anyway. yeah but uh but anyway your end party comes up and, and uh i'm singing and and he's yelling he's you know he's like i said going back to what i was saying he comes to 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 He's from Boston, and he came, and he had this purple suit. It was like a one, it's not a one-piece, but it was like one of them, like the, the mafia guys wear. Oh, like yeah, yeah, suit. yeah. Really? I'll never forget. I, I track, like track suit there was like yeah. track suit Yeah, okay. I'm like, <laughs> what in the what world is this? What are you what doing? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I don't know if that was just a one-off or whatever, but I'll never forget that one. But anyway, so, I, you know, fashion sense, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But uh, he's like, he's, he's saying... Shut up, McIntyre! You suck, Bob. And I mean, kind of giving it to dick. the point where yeah. you know he's being a dick. Well, my my kid's mom, she's up in his face, and, I, and she's Uh-oh. you know she ain't putting up a shit. No. So and of course he's getting up, and I seen this, and I'm like ready to. Like, a, I'm ready to kill him. Yeah. Mic drop. I'm right, in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and nothing happened, thankfully. But ever since then, I kind of you know had a little different. Uh, whatever on on wit and like i said we ended up playing against each other he was i was in oklahoma city and he was in i think he was just got sent down or something he got he was playing in san antonio and everything that he said was was 100 percent true there was 
I think it was kids' night, and they were playing SpongeBob SquarePants. And in the warm-up, I'm telling them, I'm going to break your legs. I'm going to break your legs. I mean, you know, absolutely 100% true. Like, I was to the point where I was losing it. Well, it wasn't losing it because the funny thing about it was, and I got, like I said, you know, going back to it, I really don't have anything against Wit. He's, you know, it is what it is. But I told the guys in the dressing room, I said, watch this. <laughs> You're going to make him shit himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. Because, you know, you get guys like that off their game. They don't want to play. And, I mean, Witt's a good player. He was yeah. a good player. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and nothing is not saying anything bad, but, you know, obviously there's a, an opportunity where guy had a lot of talent, but, you know, you question maybe is a couple other things. But, you know you what? Got, you got some free real estate in the brain there. Well, like I said, <laughs> but and that's but that's for your role too, right? right? It's like get those star players off their games. Right. So if you can do that with 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 verbal warfare rather right. than so I mean, yeah, the whole warm up. And I was never ever a guy that would ever really talk on the ice, but I was like, watch this. And I knew his coach, yeah, Tom Rowe was one of the first. He was the first guy that called me up in the American League with Lowell. Uh, so I knew Tom be pretty, you know, pretty good. So I said, watch this, boys. So. I'm on him like white on race. Like, I mean, I'm just mother truck. Oh, yeah, oh, every time. So I'm going to break your leg. I'm going <laughs> to break your arm. I will take a suspension. I don't care. I will care. take a suspension. I don't care. And I don't think he might have, like, he definitely wasn't a factor in the game. Uh, I don't even think he really got on the ice. I think he might have got less ice time than me, if that's possible. But, yeah, um, it was it was kind of one of them things where, you know, that and, you know, talking about just being uh, – Dan Bilesman actually kind of taught me taught me that as later on in my career. It's like, you know, it's 90% physical and 10% mental – or, pardon me, 90% mental and 10% physical. There was a kid from uh, Minnesota. Clayton Stoner was another guy. He was kind of running around, and I can't remember this kid's name, but his name, his last name was Bouchard, and he had one of them big M11 helmets. Oh, it just looked like a grease. The ball. stupid mission. Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Those are bad. Yeah, yeah, bad. So, you guys are quite a bit younger than me, but you ever you watch Flintstones, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well, you Only know ten the, years, not that far off. You know the Great Gazoo. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look like Gazoo. <laughs> he looked like really great Gazoo. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like just a little fella. So I lined up against him. I said, He looked stupid like with a ha- little guy yeah. with a helmet oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. He looked, oh, literally so looked like great Gazoo. Amazing. So I lined up against him and I said, listen. I said, uh, this is the deal. I said, uh, you can go tell Clayton to kind of settle her down. Because he was kind of running around. He was playing. His, he was doing his job. Yeah. But you know, I had to do. You got to do your job too. too. Yeah, exactly. So I said, I said to him, I said, listen. I said very nicely. I said, listen. I said, uh, <laughs> this is. The We're deal. gonna make a deal here. I, that's what I told him. I said, this is the deal. I said, you go over and 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 send this message to to Mr. Stoner. I said, or I'm gonna take and beat the living shit out of you. And he looked at me. He's like, well, what did I do? I said, well, nothing. He said, well, what, what do you want to fight me? I said, I said, it doesn't matter. I said, you just make sure you go. I didn't let him know. <laughs> okay. So, sure enough, I didn't have to, And like I said, I got, I got lucky every once in a while. He said that he could chill out after? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's so oh, good. But uh, I know uh, Cam Johnson. Uh, do you guys ever follow the Cam Strick podcast? Man, I, his interviews on Chicklets are awesome. It, he's it, a wild man. He's, so there's another guy that I, I absolutely like. I have the utmost respect for him. But there was him and, and Ryan Reeves. Oh, Reeves. Playing in... Yeah. Playing in uh, <laughs> St. Louis, <laughs> and uh, and like I said, Cam's a tough guy. I fought him in in uh, 
We were, he, I was in, where was I? I think I was in either Providence or Hartford. I can't Wait, is remember. He a big, is he a big guy, too? Or? He's square. Square, like, but he's, he's not just, very tall, though, he's eh? He's maybe 5'11". Oh, my God. But he's just solid. Yeah, yeah. And he's a freaking warrior. I don't know Revo at all. At all, Like I said, I don't know him at all. But uh, all three of us were on the ice, and there was kind of a kerfuffle in front of the net. <laughs> and... Uh, I looked at both of them. I said, all right, boys, who wants to go to sleep? I said, daddy's home. Daddy's home. Which one of you guys want to go to sleep? <laughs> and I could say that because they can back it up. Yeah. But, uh, that's so funny. But, I mean, they're, they're you know. Is, I mean, is that's one of the things that you, if you said to somebody out of nowhere, they'll be just like, what the fuck, man? Well, like I said, you know, those kind of those coaches that kind of helped me develop that side of the game, like Dan Bosma, he, he he says, you know, I, the f- 10 games that I played with Pittsburgh, I never got in a fight, and I felt kind of guilty about it. Mm. Uh, you know, the fir- like I said, and then he said, I went over and talked to him. I was like, listen, I said, I don't, I said I'm just beside myself. I can't buy a fight. I, I, you know, what am I doing? He's like, don't worry about it. He said, you're doing your job. He said, mm. you just got to go up and look at the guys all goofy and crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to do. Captain I'm like, well, I'm gonna <laughs> So... You know, I, and I, and I kind of took that and I kind of ran with it. And and like I said, after that, it was like, oh, okay, you know, that makes sense. Well, you can do a lot of damage though. Like it's you get that free real estate in someone's brain. Well, that's, yeah, that's it, man. Dave Semenko was like the best at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. have you ever watched it? Uh, was it uh, Ice Guardians? Yeah, we were talking about it on the way down. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, you mentioned Scott Parker. Like, he talked about when he wrapped chains around his hand and punched trees. He's nuts. That's fucking crazy shit, man. Oh, wow, God. Tony Twist, he'd sit there and like just oh, punch sand. God. Like you know, everybody. I mean, that's what he did. Like he 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 get his right hand so like. I mean, it's just it's incredible. Like it's just a whole other. Those guys are on a whole other level than I'll ever be on. Yeah, yeah. Like I just fought just because you know. And I mean, granted, I never ever you know, from stacking bales all those years and and farming and helping dad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was just like I said, fortunate enough to. I never got hurt. My hands are pretty well, like I said, intact and. You know, I got some issues here and there, but I mean, those guys were to hear their stories. It's just like it's crazy. But oh, to listen to Dave and watch his video, mm. like it's just like, and he oh can play God. too. Like he'd score yeah. twenty goals. Yeah, and Dave Brown's another guy. Yeah. Oh my God, Dave Brown's like the nicest guy. He's got a little bit of a high pitched voice, so it's like, you know, the first time I met Dave Brown, he's like, "Hey, Steve, how's it going?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you're Dave Brown." It's like under Marty McSorley. There's yeah. another beauty. Like, oh wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so uh, McSorley reminds me of Brashear, and he said you got tennis elbow from fighting Brashear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but didn't McSorley was the one that, that fucked up Brashear in uh, yeah. Vancouver, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was playing in Boston, and, and they were, uh, yeah, it was kind of a bad, it was a sad deal. You know, like I love Marty. Um, like I said, watching him as an Oiler growing up, mm. uh, and, you know, just kind of following his career. Like I was always a McSorley fan, and, and uh when I got to Edmonton, that was one of the first things I asked. I said, well, I said, I asked Sparky. I said, do you think Marty would mind if I wore 33? And Sparky's like, he said, absolutely not. I said, he'd <laughs> love for you to wear 33. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So, uh, you know, that was pretty cool. I got to meet him and, and, and talk with him. And I had a, I was ended up getting put on waivers. And then Florida picked me back up. And I got to fight uh, Brashear. And like I said, I'm all all about... And I mean, I know there's a code, and everybody talks about a code, but, you know, if I did something bad, you know, I'm going to be the first guy to step up and say, hey, you know what, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I crossed the line. Mm. Or if you know, one of you guys did the same thing to me, and you guys apologize, I'd be like, hey, you know what, it's cool. hey, we're good, I didn't agree with it, whatever, we're good, let's carry on. But for me, I have a hard time, 
you know, when somebody says, hey, you know what, I was wrong, I did something bad, I'm sorry, you know what, be a man and be like, hey, you know what, I accept your apology. That bothered me when, when he didn't accept that apology. You know, however, like I said, it's none of my business, whatever, but I was always like, you know what, if I ever get an opportunity, by gosh, I'm going to... He's going to get it. Well, I wouldn't say get it, because obviously Donald's pretty tough. <laughs> he's he's no... Uh, yeah, he's a lot tougher than me, but uh, but like I said, I, I ended up fighting him down in, in Florida, and, and I got the better of him, and, and I always wanted to sign t- to Marty, your friend Steve, and I got him a picture of me fighting Marty, and I said, I, you know, stuck up for That's you. That's cool there. stuff. But hopefully one day I'll be able to see him again and and uh, take that picture to him. So would... Uh so like obviously you fought like some of the he- like the heavyweights in the league. Like you, like you fought Bugard like three different times and stuff like that. Was there ever going into a game where you were like dreading like, oh man, I gotta fight this guy tonight or like what was that? What was that like? I think every fight, you know, it's just like them guys ride bulls. It's like you know they they enjoy it, but there's that level of you know fear. fear this, is a factor. Yeah, yeah, fear. No what, yeah. It, it's a fear factor, and and anybody that says no, I'm not scared is full of shit. Yeah, like <laughs> they're lying. You know, yeah. Like, uh, I don't care how tough or how, you know, how good you are. If there's not a little bit of fear, uh, you might shouldn't probably be doing it. Yeah. But, uh. There's something wrong with you. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not saying anything. Because, like, you're, like, some of the guys, like, you know, my buddy Trevor Gillies, he's wired totally different than I am. Mm. He's, uh, one of my good buddies. Him and his brother Nate, they're two of my good buddies, and, and, uh, they are wired so different than me. They are intense. They want it, like, they just, they just live and breathe it. And for me, it's like, you know the the lead up necessarily like I'm that's a, the, the lead yeah that's worse, that's yeah. where I get worried. But once I'm in it, it's like okay, you know we're good, relax, you yeah. know we, we're good, and and you can see things happen, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's kind of cool. I think I remember seeing your name in in the book about Bugard. Uh, it was Boy on Ice by John Branch, right? Yeah. And he wrote he wrote about the Wright brothers as well. Actually, uh, the Last Cowboys, I think it was called. Yeah, but yeah. but I we got I got to talk about that a little bit and just uh, being in the same world as him. Oh, you, and you mentioned guys like Wade Belak and like yeah. Rippin and there's yeah. like so many and Steve Monitor would have been probably on the same time too. Yeah. Like that's, that's I played a little bit with Monty. I want to say I can't remember exactly where, but we crossed paths somewhere. But uh, actually, I started reading that book with uh, Bugard, and I actually had to put it down once I kind of read that about like I think he was I was the last guy he fought. It was me, me or it was either me or Cartner. I think Cartner might have fought him before me, and I fought him twice in Madison Square Garden and. And obviously, you know, he kind of beat me the first one, and then the second one, I caught him a couple good ones, and you know, that was kind of the. I had to, like I said, I had to. I'm sure it was a great book, but after that, I had to kind of put it down and just be like, you know what, I'll take everybody's word for it because it it hit. You know, obviously, you know, like even with the writers of honest thing, um, you know, the guy from Calgary, um, you don't want to, you want to, I'm, you don't want to hurt anybody. You want to win. But you don't want to hurt them. But then on the other side, it's like my mantra, like my my goal was to make sure that, you know, I wanted to hit him so hard that he never ever wanted to fight me again. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, not hurt him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, Cause fine, it's a fine line. Yeah, you don't, walk, you don't right? want to hurt anybody. But at the same time, it's like, hey. You're you trying to keep your job right, too, right? right? So yeah. It's, it's a, a really tough situation to be in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, you're 90% of the time, your hands are, like your hands are tied. Because, you know, if you go out and do your job the way you, you're supposed to and the way you're taught, 
nine times out of ten, you're going to come up with an instigator penalty. Yeah. Um, you're, just, you're coming out the bad guy not more often right. than not. Like, yeah. the instance where, you know, I, I was sticking up for, uh, like, I, I really love the kid, um, Magus Piarvi. Uh, so there's oh Magus Piarvi, <laughs> Everly, and Hall. And Megs and I developed a pretty good friendship. And uh, his dad, just a great man, he passed away, and, and uh, unfortunately. But Megs, like I said, he was the hardest working kid, I think, out of the three. Uh, maybe not necessarily the talent that the other two mm-hmm. had, but as far as work ethic. He came into the camp, and we were doing one-on-one drills, and I was playing defense because, you know, they were short D-men, and everybody knows it's, you know, me playing one on one. That's yeah. like okay, dump the puck in. That's my job. <laughs> Here we go. I'm not gonna beat anybody one on one. So I was playing defense. So anyway, he comes down and he uh, he lost a puck. Believe it or not, he lost. I'm playing defense, so I'm I'm going back. I'm playing defense, and he didn't roast me too bad. Yeah. But he lost the puck, and but what he did was instead of going picking the puck, he just kind of went to the end of the line. Just, you know, whatever. And uh, you know, he, him and I. How to talk, and I said, "Hey, you know what?" I said, "Everybody's watching." I said, and, and Sheldon Surrey said the same thing to me too. And that was another guy that I need to talk about too. Uh, <laughs> but you never ever quit on a drill, right? Mm. That's just you know hockey 101. So I went over and talked to him. I said, uh, "Hey, you know, just make sure everybody's watching. Make sure you finish." And he could have said, "You know what? You're a plug. You're, yeah, like, you know, fuck but off, he did. Yeah. And he said, "Thank you." He said, "I really appreciate that." And like I said, that kind of planted that seed for him for the whole year. And I mean, I'm not taking, you know, whatever. I'm not whatever. It, he, he's his own man, but he was the hardest working player in practice, and he never quit on any drills after that. And, and like I said, so that being said, he could have said, you know, you're a plug, yeah, yeah, whatever. So anyway, we were playing Minnesota, and I always had that in the back of my head. I was like, you know, this is a good kid. Watch out. For, be careful. You know, keep an eye out on him. The other two, they can figure it out. <laughs> I'm not a big Hall fan, but whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, he's just a little Saskatchewan boy, just whatever. A little rat. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I, I kind of kept my eyes open for Mags, and we were playing Minnesota at home, and, and uh, I thought he got hit pretty high. By uh, Brad Stobitz. And Stauber and I, we kind of, we didn't have any issues. He was always kind of, he'd r- ride the line. Yeah. He wouldn't necessarily cross it. Every once in a while, he'd cross it. Yeah, he would, he would cross it. Yeah. But then, it, you know, so I tried to keep him honest. Well, this day, this night, he, he hit him, and I thought he hit him pretty high from what I seen on the bench. And I'm screaming at Mags, get off the ice, I said. You know, get yeah. off the ice. I'm coming. And I was already on the ice before Max was even <laughs> at the bench. And Tom's yelling at me. And I'm, I mean, I beeline right for Stovitz. And, I mean, it was a big pile up. And, you know, I'm losing, like, and I was mad because that's you know, your boy. trying to hurt yeah. my buddy. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, you know, I kind of got the, you know, the raw deal there. I got kicked out and and then uh me and tom kind of had some words in the training room but you know it's it was one of them situations where you're doing it because of your teammate and for the but like i said you're you're handcuffed yeah because if you do do it all the time then you're going to be you know we aren't going to be if you you don't if you do it you're the bad guy but if you don't stay up your teammate then you're the bad guy and you lose lose your job what do you do like so it's like i said it's it's a tough tough job and and but 
then on the other hand, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, if you do it the right way, it can be very rewarding mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously, you know, wherever you go, uh, you're always watching out for the boys. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, like I said, when you look at it that way, you kind of, you watch, you're overseeing everything. You're, yeah. you're keeping an eye on everything. And it's, it's kind of a, you're like the white heart cool. hat on a rig. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got to punch a few people. <laughs> right. Because right. <laughs> your coveralls dirty every now and again. Right. How, how's your head after all this stuff? Like, where, where are you at? Have you ever been well, in like challenges along the way, like besides physical injuries, how, like how's your mind? It's uh, you know, for the most part, I think it's it's all right. Obviously, I joke and kid about having a McIntyre hard head, but uh, you know, there's like I said, there's been some challenges. Um, but like I said, with with uh, my family and and uh, coming home here, that's been big, and and uh, just kind of being kind of div- grasping the more simple way of life. Has really kind of helped, um, and like I said, it's just it's uh, my dog. He's in my truck. He's been my <laughs> big supporter, so he's been through it all with me. So, like I said, I haven't. Uh, it hasn't been a bed, uh, you know, a bed of roses, but uh, it's been. Uh, it's had it's had some issues and it had some trials and tribulations, just like everybody. But you know, you you wake up and you're thankful for uh, for everything that you you've for all the things that you've come through and, and like I said you just kind of keep on putting one foot in front of the other well it, it's kind of it's neat to see the evolution of like the stigma around it like it's like, kind of like a buzzword now but like even with the Ty Pazbon Foundation like Ted and I have done a lot of work with them and we're buddies with Ty and all that kind of stuff but now it's people can have these conversations and be in those scenarios it's, it can be a lot more it's a lot easier to get through some of the stuff like not not saying it's easy but it's just like it's having that community and support around you just kind of helps you along that process definitely like I said it's it, before you know when I was growing up it was, you know, you get your bell rung. Hey, you get your bell rung. You know, there's some water. Wasn't even yeah, yeah. 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 Now it's like nobody you know, knew. Now it's okay. These concussions are like I couldn't even get through the movie Concussion. It's tough. It, oh, it's it was, I still haven't watched it. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. It man. really is. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, seeing those guys and 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 the football players, and then when you, you know, obviously hockey players, and then bull riders, and you know all these other guys yeah. that are in different events or whatever. Um, and, the, and you know, and the other thing too is like we as sports, like football, hockey, baseball, soccer, whatever, basketball, like there's a there's a players association. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for the most part, you know, there's there's backup plan for the Cowboys. There's not. There's nothing. And man. and that's the thing nothing. that. You know, I've always I've always thought about like, hey, how can we unify the the guys, the Cowboys? You know, they they're they're going out on the road on their own dollar, their own dime. You know, they're having to dig up sponsorship, and I mean that's not an easy thing. You know, for the every for the average Joe going up and down the road, that's like you know. Well, if you're not in that top five percent of exactly. like people, you're not, not making, making a money. good living. Right. Like, you're, you're paying you're paying to go. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you know those are the guys that fall through the cracks, mm. and those are the guys that you know. If ever a guy could do something, you know, come up with a, I know you got Cowboy Benevolent Fund, but, you know, doing something extra, getting all these yeah. guys on board, you know, if that ever could be a, I would be jumping on board absolutely yeah. wholeheartedly because, you know, you've got these different things, let's, you know, Bell, let's talk, and nobody really understands the full effect of nobody's done your job, nobody's ever, mm. you know, 
unless it's the guys, it's your peers. You've been part of it, yeah, right. yeah. And that's, you know, anybody can go talk to, to a doctor or whatever, but the doctor, unless he's actually done what you've done, he doesn't understand he doesn't it. Get it. No, yeah. he doesn't get it. And I think nowadays we can talk as players and, and as, uh, you know, competitors, whether it's rodeo or whatever, now guys are are, are saying, you know what, it's, it's okay not to be yeah. okay. That was one of my very, very good friends of mine. Uh, she kind of pointed out, she's like, hey, why are you lying to yourself? You're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody. Mm. You're not okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I never thought of it that way. Because you're, you're, you're a persona. You're, you're looked at as a persona. It's like, okay, you're this big, tough guy or Nothing whatever. Nothing hurts you. Nothing like, hurts, yeah. you know, you're, this is the way you're supposed yeah. to be. And, uh, and when I thought about it, I went home that night and I was like, you know what, like, Oh my gosh! Like it was, it was definitely some soul searching to figure out what that meant. And once you figure out what that meant, it, it was easier to have these conversations. And I mean, you know, like I said, I fought a lot of tough guys, and I have no problem saying, "Hey, you know what? I had issues. Mm-hmm. I've got issues, mm-hmm. and it's okay. You know, everybody's got them." Yeah, for sure. So I think now, with the awareness is out there right now, I, th- I encourage guys that are listening to to you know, if there's something going on, like. Reach yeah. out to me, or reach out to your peers, or you know that's that's a that's a huge thing. Mental illness is no joke. You know, physical ailments is one thing, but the mental ailments is nobody trains for that. No. When you mentioned like that conversation with yourself, like that's. Hey, we stop. Oh, okay. Wacy asked for OV. No, no bows. Wacy asked for OV and Bohemian didn't get either. That's so my favorite thing about coming them. home is getting OV and bows. A Bohemian, a Bohemian on tap is like one of the best draft beers around. I love it, that's man. What? Really, dude? Oh, oh man. Jeez. Are you even from Saskatchewan? <laughs> that was like, well, that's one of the, the big things. We'd go to high school parties back in the day, and we'd, you'd always bring like, a case of Boer OV because you'd know if people were stealing your, stealing your beer because nobody else would bring it. <laughs> right. So if you're, someone's pulling you pulling your beers, it's like, yeah, give me a case of Boer or a case of OV, and then you'd make sure that nobody's stealing beers right. from you. It was awesome. Yeah. You you, uh, you mentioned Sh- Sheldon Surrey and you had to uh, bring him up, but we can, we can go from there. Or talk about some yeah, of your, some of your wildest teammates or funnest stories from the road. Like you had to be on a fucking bus for a lot of miles, a lot of days. Well, it's one of those the, things where it's like too. you mentioned earlier of like don't ask you what the teams that you you played for, it's like the teams you didn't play for. So you have a lot of <laughs> yeah. different people oh, you've played with, different paths you've crossed. Like it's it's yeah. pretty cool. It's uh, <laughs> you know. well, I've actually thought about. There's actually been people where we sat down and talked and. You know, I need to actually write things out and and put it on paper. And like I said, I've forgot more more stories than <laughs> yeah. not. And and like who some of the funnier teammates were. And uh, you know, one of the well, like I said, the Sheldon story story. This is so Shelly. He's like what you see, like when you see him on the ice, when you see him on Instagram, whatever. Like that's what he is. Like that's like he oozes like. Appeal like you wouldn't believe. Like he's, a, he's a good-looking guy. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty straight. I mean, well, I'm straight yeah. as an Oh yeah. <laughs> shouldn't say. Can we take that out? <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty straight. <laughs> what I meant to say was a pretty straight shooting guy. Like, <laughs> but uh, you know what? He's, I'll, I'll be honest. Wait, he's a good-looking dude, and uh, yeah. you know, a man dime. He uh, rocket for sure. Yeah. Oh, he, I mean, Sheldon Surrey. Yeah. You he go. shoot the puck a hundred and some hundred thousand. Yeah, he's nasty, an hour. nasty at hockey and like good-looking guy. It's yeah, not fair, man. Just, like some of the stories, it's just like you didn't. Are you even human? <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know the cool thing about Shelly is is he was very like he's humble. Um, he remembers where he comes from. You know, from Elk Point, Alberta, 
And, uh, you know, I got to meet his family and, and such great people, his mom and, and his dad, rest his soul. Like, his dad was such a super cool guy and, you know, overcame addiction. Like, he was, he, you know, like I, both him, Shelly and him, I, I just think the world of. And and, uh, and that all kind of started, like I said, we were talking about Roley and just, just how he was in the dressing room and how he treated me. Um, it was pretty special. Like, when I got my face broke, Eric Goddard broke my face and, Broke my herbal bone and and I didn't know it was broke and uh, I came out in the second period and or actually I went in got stitched up came back hammered Chris Letang <laughs> Eric Potter was barking <laughs> was barking at my door again and I'm like I'll fight you again and and Shelly kind of stood in there and said no you know what I got this and uh, he kind of diffused the situation because he knew I wasn't he knew I was hurt and uh, but at that time like I did we didn't know my face was broke mm. well I came out in the second period or the third period. And uh, um, went to blow a you know old cowboy snot rocket, <laughs> and my face just blew up, and it was oh. just like, oh, oh my gosh, what you know? I'm yelling at my trainer like, Kenny, <laughs> you know, my face is I can't see out of this eye, and and uh, you know what's going on? It just scared the heck out of me, and and uh, come to find out, I, I broke my robo bone, and and uh, you know, getting on the plane that night it was pretty tough because that was the first first big loss that I'd ever been handed and uh and not just a loss but just an injury that you know it's not something you just come back from yeah. like it's it's a long it's I think it was three months before wow. I came back Holy and uh in your profession like that three right, months is a long three they months brought man. In guys yeah. you know they brought in uh, a couple guys to try to kind of help you know bridge the gap and uh, you know you want to talk about mental oh, man <laughs> <laughs> that was a mental midget like that was a basket case it was, yeah. it was because, I mean, you know, I get on the plane, and the first thing, Mac, he, I'll never forget it. He's like, uh, hey, Mac, you might want to think about, you know, a little more defense in your in your fighting game. And I'm like, I looked at him point blank. I said, well, you know what? I said a good offense is a better defense. <laughs> so, and we just kind of, you know, and I just kind of walked back to the to the to my plane seat. And, and I was kind of sitting up toward the front of the plane. And, you know, we got up in the air. And, you know, I'm kind of moping and kind of feeling sorry for myself. And, and uh I don't know, about an hour into the plane ride, coming back home to, to Edmonton or going to wherever we were going, I can't remember. Uh, Sheldon Surrey comes up and sits down beside me. Smack, how are you doing? I said, well, you know, kind of, yeah. My face is broken. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we were actually going to New York City, actually. We were flying from Pittsburgh to New York City. So it was a pretty, you know, quick whatever. Trip. Quick yeah. trip. Quick yeah. So he came up and said, hey, you know what, Macker? He says, uh, don't worry about it. He said, uh, you know, you know, how many times I've been knocked out, knocked down, you know different things, and I'm like, you know, no. He says, don't worry about it. He says, it's all about, it's all about how you come back. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, this guy's a an all star player. You know, he didn't have to do that to no. a plug like myself. And for him to come up and and talk to me like that, I was, I was like, you know what, I don't care what anybody thinks about Sheldon Sir. Uh, you know that that always, I don't forget that. I'm loyal to a fault, <laughs> but. Uh, like I said, he did that, and that was that was pretty cool. What what, what was the travel like, and and you know between the buses and the planes, and and going to these places and the hotels, and I mean like you guys probably lived through some pretty fun shit on the, on the travel <laughs> oh, side yeah. of things. Right? But even like going out of the town with a guy like Sheldon Surrey. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so there's different tiers. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you you would probably got some residuals there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I'll tell you a funny story. Like, <laughs> I can say this now because now I'm a fan. I'm not a player, so some of this stuff I can let out. But we were, uh, I forget where we were at. Well, I ended up in Dallas, Texas. And, of course, Hell Dallas. Been there. Been I got there. lost yeah, there last no. week. Yeah, we actually got lost How there. We lost, lost in Dallas. Well, I'll tell we'll the story tell you, after. You go first. Yeah, you go first. We'll it's tell stories next. But anyway. <laughs> so i never been in Dallas before, right? So we're in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So Did you drink your cowboy hat? No. Ah, oh, dang it. I always had my cowboy boots, though. I always had a nice pair of Star Tranglers. So yeah. that, Ooh, that was baby. my go-to. Yeah. Nice. Everybody made fun of me. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway... That's, that's another. That's, that's another story. Actually, I'll tell you. That was another. That's a Kelly Buckberger story. I'll tell you that one out. Oh, but anyway. Uh, so we are in. I think it was. I want to say. We were on a West Coast swing. And Eric Cole was late for the bus. Oh. Like you know, five or ten minutes late. Well, everyone else is already there. On the bus. Yeah. And it was like... The boys are going to give it to him. I don't either. even want to know how much it was. But we went to Dallas, Texas, and all I can say is that big old tomahawk steak, bone-in steak, was on the Ooh. house. It was on actually wasn't on the house. It was on Eric Cole. <laughs> oh, Ooh, Yeah. So if you can imagine, okay, we're in Dallas, Texas. We go to this big fancy restaurant. Kobe beef, $32 an ounce. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys are ordering... $300 steak? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, this stupid, the stupid stuff. that. And, of course, I didn't know... I mean, Kobe beef. I was like, bone-in tomahawk ribeye. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so that's, you know, they brought it out. Like I said, it looked like something off the Flintstones. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like a brontosaurus <laughs> right, steak. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, very very. I can't. I I don't even want to know how much that was. That oh was, man. Well, for crazy. what? For like, is it thirty guys? It was is it like yeah, it was the whole like, team. Yeah, he so bought dinner for the whole team. That was because uh, oh, he was late oh, for the bus. Jesus. So at least ten grand, maybe more. Oh, yeah. he's, but those guys, it's just like, hold on a second. It's been on my pocket. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm like, like Fuck. one of the guys. I'm not gonna name names, but one of the guys cleared in one paycheck what I cleared. The whole year. Oh my god! That's one two week. That's one two week. That's a while. And was that was that Edmonton or Pittsburgh? Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton. Yep. Nice. So, figure out who that was. I'm sure you probably guys you know, figured out. One thing. One thing I always love hearing about is like the rookie parties, and you mentioned earlier. Yeah. You're, oh, a oh, a, you're a bit of an old, yeah, bit of an yeah, older rookie, like seven year old. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's and so, and so then who were the other rookies with you too? Me, Liam Reddix. Uh, well, Liam was my my roommate, so. Uh, who else? There was like four or five of us, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. But all I remember is it was really expensive. <laughs> where did you Where did you have Montreal. it? Montreal. So <laughs> Shelly said it Oh, jeez. Yeah. So we're drinking, you know, we're, we're and, and the meal's like, okay, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go to this big fancy restaurant, we're going to go to a steakhouse, whatever, and we're going to actually get something to eat, right? No. Negative. Uh. We pay, and we get like this little, like we get a five-course meal. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But I mean... Like, give me a hunk. You're, of yeah, you're getting, yeah, you're getting yeah. a little serving. <laughs> Ooh, was it Hemsky? No. He said he doesn't want to name any names. Okay. <laughs> Come on, leave him. Oh, yeah. Let him tell the story. I'll never know. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> but, uh, so, you're, so Montreal. Oh, Montreal. And, and like I said, Shelly had just gotten traded from Montreal to, to Edmonton. 
Uh, so I mean, if you can imagine, like it was. Just he, like, that was his oh, town. That was his yeah, city. Oh my yeah. god! Have you ever been to Montreal? No, I want to go yeah, so bad. I, I want to go yeah. so bad. I got bad. pushed down in the street there one time. <laughs> pushed down the street. I got pushed down in the street. Like oh. I was wearing my cowboy shit, and we were uh, in. We were at the tennis court for a bull ride, a PBR event. Jonas and the mas- massive attraction was the mid, like the halftime show right. between the long round and the short round. And we were at the like we're at Mad Hatter's was one of the bars. Okay. And we're on like Main Street. Some of the guys were at the Rippers. Like there was some stuff happened in that place, but I was oh. we were staying we were staying at the uh, at the like, the boys have told me yeah we were staying <laughs> at the uh, at the hotel the <laughs> railway hotel like the Fairmont essentially right. in Montreal yeah. right by the right by the Bell Center actually yeah. and uh, I, I say was, that's one we stayed at too I ducked off tried to go back to bed it was like three o'clock in the morning we had to come back to Hand Hills on Sunday so I was trying to get some sleep for a couple <laughs> hours and uh, I, I just ducked off by myself I knew I could tell I could I knew it was like a block or away and there was these four guys that were like came up by me and just laid in and pushed me down. Yeah, just <laughs> pushed me down. And I, like, flew backwards, landed on my back, and I just got up and ran. I was like, I, I am by myself right now in foreign, yeah. oh. foreign I territory. I, like, I fucked off real right. fast. Got the fuck out of there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, Montreal, Montreal is, is, is very unique uh, experience. Put it that way. Like, I played in that, that, that Quebec Senior Semi-Pro League. Oh, oh. really? Oh shit! That's another story. Yeah, like is there a part two? Part two? I'm not. We have to get like four episodes out of this. I get to keep telling the stories, but but uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, where did we end up? Uh, in Montreal the Opera. I want to say the it was the Opera. opera? Does the Opera mean the Peelers? It's French. No, no, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like it was a bar, <laughs> but it was like a it was set up like an Opry house, and it was white. Really? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was La Opera. I think, but. Honestly, it was at that point in time where it was like me and Rolly were hanging out, and it was like, yeah, cool, hey, you know, the guys. And I mean, we had, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm I'm not a huge partier. I mean, I like having a good time, but it just wasn't my element. My element is you Sitting know, bonfire, beer, yeah. having a couple beers, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's my you know, palace party, some whisk, and having drink, playing crib, drink, uh, yeah. Playing, yeah, yeah, drinking, yeah. But uh, that's kind of more my style. So I was kind of like I said, I go back into watching. And what, you know, <laughs> <laughs> although granted, like I said, I had you know I had a few pops and whatever. And That's your but you La Belle Provence, that was that was the next stop. That was the I don't know if you like I said La Belle Provence is like you guys been down in Texas. You know what the waffle, yeah. waffle House is, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well La Belle Provence is like the, the Waffle French House waffles. of Quebec. Like, that shit goes down in the Waffle <laughs> House, dude. Like poutine. You want to talk about? Oh my gosh, <laughs> me and Rolly. I think it was me and Rolly. Uh, we're sitting at La Brau Provence eating poutine <laughs> after <laughs> we were making our way back to the back to the hotel. But oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was pretty fun. It was you know, and then the next day was even more fun. Uh, I'll never forget Liam Reddix. So he's he's red haired, you know, he's got a light complexion oh, yeah. to begin with. Well, he was pale, like he was he's sick, he was almost ass. yellow. Oh. <laughs> like oh, the no. next day, oh, it was <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, Poor guy. That's awesome. I mean, he was up at that. He was dancing on the bar and all the whole night. He was just like, you know, Red Bull and vodka. Oh, did you guys go? Or you guys are in Montreal. You weren't in Quebec. Yeah. Because uh, Curtis Decision told us about uh, Dago Bar in Quebec City, and oh, he said okay. it was just unbelievable. He took us there with the PBR, like, right. like I guess, like 25 or 30 yeah. years later. Right. And he, like, he told us about how all the crazy times they had at oh, that place. Oh, I can place. imagine. And, like, oh. Quebec is, is, you know, I played there, and... and you know, obviously was the that politics. Muskegon or, or was that no? Else? That's that was or in the UHO. So this was Muskegon. Uh, so the Muskegon. LN, yeah, the Quebec Senior Semi Pro League. I played was with Saint John. 
Okay. The oh. St. John Mission. And I want to say it was the first year. You were only like 20, 21? 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was an experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, because you got kicked out of another league, and then you ended up there, right? So I got kicked out of the one league. I ended up playing Muskegon, which is in the United Hockey League. We ended up winning the title there. Yeah. And then the next year, I started, I was actually going to go back to school and be a, like a, go to Red Deer College and be a, like going for my education degree. Yeah. And then these guys called back or called me. I was living in the hat, working. And uh, St. John Mid-season. called me. Mid-season? No, oh. no, they were, off-season. it was in the off-season. Oh, okay. And uh, they called me and said, hey, you want to come? Actually, no, it wasn't Medicine Hat. Where was I? I kind of get this, this is all kind of fuzzy. I think I was in actually uh, working at the pasture in Davidson. They called me, or pardon me, they called me from there, and I ended up going from there, I can't, like I said, trying out, literally, I just got off the plane, I hadn't practiced, hadn't played, <laughs> and I'm fighting, we play in Laval, the first oh. game in the exhibition season, and uh, I'm fighting Craig Martin, who was like, I had no idea who he was, but apparently he was a pretty tough, tough guy, bitch, yeah. <laughs> you know, from, he used to be a tough guy for the for the Red Wings, and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know who he is, but I'm fighting him. So, needless to say, uh, you know, I did okay. But, I mean, I hadn't fought and I hadn't been on skates I'd been playing summer. hockey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, it was, wild, uh, it was wild, man. It was, it was wild west. Jeez. But, uh, but yeah, it, like I said, I was there for, I think, two months, two, three months. But, uh, and actually the winning, winner of the, what was it, what was that uh, tournament they had on, with the hockey fighters on ice? Like the... It was a oh like Dean Mayron was my roommate. He well he ended up playing Muskegon the year before I got there or the same year he got suspended or like whatever. Like the figure skating thing? No 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 it was, it was it's a like the fight championship. Oh, it was like a goon. It was oh because they did the scene like that in Goon. Yeah oh, I don't even know what that would have so been. Any, yeah yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah yeah. So anyway he ended up winning it and Jesus. Uh, but this was all before well Dino took me under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes living, living in Montreal and and. Uh, um, like I said, you couldn't ask for a better teammate or a better guy, roommate for sure. That's but, so wild. Uh, Do you ever spend any nights at the Roxy in Vancouver? I never got to the Roxy. Damn, I, I was I I, I never got there. Um, <laughs> let me rephrase that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I ever got there because I was always out with my like my sisters uh, uh, lives out in Victoria and she was living oh, in, nice. in Vancouver, so I always kind of hang out with them yeah. when I was there, like night before I go for dinner with them or mm-hmm. whatever. And I mean I. You know, I wasn't. I never really went out a whole lot, um, other than Nashville. And Nashville, I oh man, Nashville, <laughs> that would be Nashville. You party? Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, so uh, uh, Dallas. So we were at the market the other day, like the the oh, trade shit. show market. And oh wow! Yeah, and Wacy. Actually, I think I seen you in your one you of your saw little on the Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually kind of cool. <laughs> he saw what was going on. Who's this, this fucking yeah, guy? He got. He actually got lost. We lost him. But I, so we like reco- I recorded a video and I said that Dallas has Wacy now because we. He left the room in the middle of the night and left the, the like the. Bar I on intentionally the door coming open. back, so I left my yeah. phone, my wallet, my everything. watch, everything. His Nothing. shoes, everything left, and then and then I like I woke up in the middle of the night and the door was open. I was like, "Fuck!" So I closed it. Gone forever. Yeah, I closed it and then uh, woke up in the morning and Wacy was still not there. And I was like, "What in the fuck's going on?" He's he, like, he's in Texas. I'm like, "Well, fuck!" He got kidnapped. He got like murdered. He got murdered. He he's in it. He was drunk driving <laughs> in Texas and. Had a wreck and he's in the hospital and he's got no phone, no ID, like nobody knows who he is. I just, I was, I immediately thought like there could be some bad shit that went down. But uh, where was he? Um, he was lost. But I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was lost. 
we're we're gonna go with that. I'm lying. I'm lost. I was lost. <laughs> but then I was found. I, sh- I roll up and yeah, everybody. Where found. you found? Who found you? Nice <laughs> Texas girl. Yeah, there was uh, somebody. Yeah, there's somebody there. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, yeah. You're not really lost. <laughs> he I just was, was he was somewhere we didn't know we were. He yeah, was. I didn't let anybody know where I was. I did. Oh. Make, I made a big big sale though. Big sale. Business time, business yeah. development 101. You really by did me. it. Yeah. Well, but that's Wacy's getting lost story. But sorry. Yeah, what's that? Good story. When, uh, I mean, as long as it's a good, a oh, good ending, good. it was really you made good. a sale and met a nice lady. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was. It needs to say it was on brand for me. For whenever we go places, that's usually something that happens to me when we do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I wanted to ask a bit about uh, playing at Pittsburgh with those guys. Like you know, you said you only played a few games, but I, uh, well, I was like there. Sid and played with like Flower and those guys and Lang yeah. and that crew. Like that was right G- when they were Gino. winning it too, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Right in the mix of it. Oh, right. Well, right before I got there, they won it. But uh, I got to play, like I said, I was in the organization. I want to say for like two and a half or three years. I can't remember exactly. But uh, probably the most fun I ever had. 11, 11, uh, 11 12 to 12, 13. Okay, so in two, Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre. Way off. Two, year, two years. <laughs> yeah, but two full but I mean, seasons, though. It was great. I loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved the guys. Um, Scranton. They uh, went into camp, and it was funny. I didn't know anybody other than, you know. Was that a waiver claim from Pittsburgh? Or no, was that a I trade signed, or a sign? I signed. So you were UFA? Pittsburgh, yep. Signed with Pittsburgh. Pit, yep. Talked down Bosma, and he wanted me to come in and, and kind of. And that was kind of when Sid had his, you know, issues with concussions. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, okay, sure. I'll, 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 I'll protect I'll Sid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. So I was all about it. And, uh, you know, I had a good summer working out. And, and uh, um. What a great opportunity to! Well, the first 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 day I get in there, Ray Shiro, the general manager. Uh, I always, like I said, I call him Mister Shiro because mm-hmm. he's such a cool guy. Uh, he comes up, he says, "Hey, Macker, how's it going? How's how's you know your wife and your kids, Caleb?" He knew my kids' names. He knew my. You know, had you, my had you guys met many times before? Never met him before in my oh, life. Really, huh. Mary oh, Ellen Muse, same thing. Hey, Steve, how's it going? I'm That's like, so cool. Really, you know, this is Mary Ellen Muse talking. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's when I met Ty Domi. <laughs> Like Ty and him are pretty tight, right? Yeah. So I got to meet Ty. That was that was pretty cool. And uh, but that being said, my first skate, uh, I'm out there and and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like there's Sid, Sid, Gino, Gino, Tanger, <laughs> Flower, Brooksy, um, you know, <laughs> Polly's out there, Stalzy's out there, like yeah, all these guys. There's a banger of team, oh. man. Oh my god. You know, Coo- Coonis there, yeah. Cooney's out yeah. there. Oh man. He's a beauty. He's a beauty. Oh, he's from Regina, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. Uh Cookie's out there, who is like undercover. I actually really like Cookie. Like, would you would you play like, like Bugsy too? No, he was there. he went to Tampa. Oh, okay. His yeah. Bugsy stories are my favorite. They're funny. Oh, yeah, I heard some stories. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it, it was such a cool experience to to hang out with those guys. Like it's just another level of like I thought I made it when I'm and no, and no offense against Edmonton, but you know it's it's. <laughs> you're a Flames fan, so you can offend Edmonton as much as you want, man. Uh-oh. At least you're not a. Are we, go, are we going in the parking lot later? <laughs> I might I might have to get my dog out. I'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> but uh, but no, like I mean, obviously we had Shelley and Hammer and. And, uh, you know, those guys like that. And then, but playing and playing, and those guys are stars. Don't get me wrong. Those are all-star yeah. guys. But then you go play with, like, Sid and Gino. And they just won it. 
and yeah, and they're wanting to win it again, and it's just like, holy smokes, like these, this is like, like all star. These guys know my name. Yeah, they want me on their team. <laughs> you know, I serve a job, like I serve a purpose. Like this is my job is to make sure that these guys, nobody touches them. That's Don, it. That's so cool. And when I kind of looked at it, I embraced it. It was just like, oh, my. And that's why I said, like, 10 games in, it's just like, I'm just chomping at the bit because it's just like I want to, you know, I'm just, am I doing my job? Yeah, doing, yeah. You know, they sent me down to the to the American League, and, oh, my gosh, I had a hell of a good fight with this guy. Probably one of the, another, actually, I never even named his name. Probably one of the toughest guys I ever fought. Uh, Eric Nielsen. Yeah. Eric Nielsen. Tougher than nails. Uh, you know, PL3 is another guy. Like, those two guys, I had my hands full. Yeah, like, those are two guys that are, like, you know, they're 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 light heavies, mm. but they're tougher than nails. And these are the guys I had to deal with. But, uh, um, and those are the guys that could hurt you because they were, you know, 6'2", 6'3". Wiry Built bastard. like freaking brick shit yeah. houses. And, you know, it hit hard and fast. And, uh, but as far as playing... Uh, you know, like uh, Pascal Dupuy. There's another guy, beauty, He's like sick just too. a great guy. Man, that's so cool. Uh, then the next year, like Douglas Murray, it was another guy. They called him the Crankshaft because he just cranked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, at the kind of the party would be kind of going out. Like we always yeah. had like Christmas parties or, or uh, you know, like uh, Halloween parties. Halloween party. Oh, what was your best Halloween? Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, I would have to say pitch. Well, although Edmonton, we had some pretty, we had some slam, we had some slammer Bang, games. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man, but so Pittsburgh, fun. just the fact that I have probably the coolest con- costume I think I ever. I dressed up as the Wolverine, nice. and I had the long hair, and I let the beard grow, and oh, I had like nice. the big chops, Ooh. and the ex had the like, and I had my boy, he had these uh, Wolverine like the the toy. The claws uh, or whatever. Claws. Yeah, yeah. So I had one on each hand. I, oh, and I nice. had a leather jacket with the stripes on it, and a little boy, you know, the, the t-shirt, <laughs> white t-shirt, whatever. I don't know if that's whatever. And uh, yeah, that was. That's so awesome. I might not have been as jacked as Hugh Jackman was, but I mean, I was. <laughs> you were feeling big. good. Yeah. 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 Did a couple push-ups in the bathroom. Yeah. Just packing out some like some little dumbbells, just doing right. bicep curls for you going to the but, party. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. And, and like you know, the other thing too is is kind of seeing Sid. You know, let his hair down a little bit. That was that was pretty cool. Cause he's such was, he, a, was he fun? He's such a cool guy. He's such a, um, you know, people stereotype him as just being very vanilla, very boring. But once you get in out of his element, he's such a good dude. Yeah. Like, he's just like one of us. Other than yeah, once you get him out of the... good at hockey. Yeah. yeah. But he's a freak. <laughs> right. But get him out of the... Out of the press, because he's got to have oh. a refined image for the press side and of things. Like. And that was the thing, too. Is like I got to know him on a, on a personal level, and like I said, I'm, I'm able to throw him a text here and there and just say, hey, you know, how's it going? Just, you know, BS with him a little bit. And, and uh, he's just such a genuine good person. Um, kind of the type of guy that you'd let him date your sister. Yeah. That's the kind of guy <laughs> yeah, he is. Good dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's cool. uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, like all of the guys in, in, in Pitt were, were great. Um, you know, you. As a as a role player, you develop relation a different relationship with them um, because you're in another lineup, and mm-hmm. you know um, you know it's it's pretty cool. Were you ever at the end of a Mark Andre Fleury prank? Uh, no, <laughs> but let me <laughs> but tell you. <laughs> so we're in a like a six or seven game road or losing streak. We're in a skid, and. 
Uh, what was his name? Simon. Simon Dup- Simon Dupre. Yeah. Dupre. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So Brooks Orpik was on your team then too. Oh, Orp- Derek England. Oh, wow. Ego was a great guy. Thomas Volkun. Volky really? wasn't there when I was there. He was in oh. Florida. Uh, oh, he must have got traded later on. But uh, but anyway, we were uh, we were on a skid, and uh, like I said, it was either Flower Duper. Oh, somebody Iggy was there. That Iggy year. Oh, Iggy. Oh, oh that's, shit. That's oh. another story. Too. Iggy baby. Brandon <laughs> Brandon Sutter and James Neal early on. Yeah. Dang. Well, that would have been the year. This is, a, this is maybe a different year. This is twelve thirteen. Yeah. Oh, maybe I got the wrong year. No, you're on the list here. No. Oh, you got one game on the list. Though. Yeah, that was a game in Ottawa when. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was another funny story. <laughs> I got lots. Of, I love this man. Funny this is story. awesome. But uh, so anyway, we're 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 getting on the ice. Well, we look up like Console's Console Energy Center is probably one of the nicest rinks. It's beautiful. That's an older barn too. Well, nowadays. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's brand new when I played. I guess, yeah. But uh, here is. Uh, Simon Dupre's, uh, his clothes are hanging from the, the clock. Like oh, the, no way. <laughs> and there's like a big name bar across his back with his number. And he's, his clothes are hanging from the, from the, the, the uh, you know, the, the, the scoreboard. So we're getting out. we kind of like, what the? We're out skating around and, and uh, no pucks. Oh no! So we're out skating around, and we're like, "Oh shit, this is gonna—is this gonna be a bagger?" Or what's and this, this is during be? the losing skit. Yeah. Oh no! So we get out there, and we're skating around, and Tony Granado comes out, and he looks up, and Todd Rudin comes up, and he looks up, and then Don Balls, and he comes up, and he looks up, and he gets steps on the ice, blows the whistle. He comes over. And Everybody, of course, we're just. <laughs> is this, is this home barn or? Yeah, this is in, yeah. no, this in, is in, in pit. at home. Yeah. In pit, yeah, in, okay, in pit, okay. So we get there, and of course, everybody's like, "Oh, you know," we're like, "Oh shit!" He's like, looks up, he looks at us, he looks up, he looks at us, and he's like, "You guys think this is effing funny?" <laughs> and uh, you could have heard a pin drop, <laughs> and uh, Aaron Asham, he's like. Yeah, so like, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Whoever did it, that's pretty awesome. And of course, Dan is just trying to keep a pretty straight face, and he's just like, he started busting out laughing. Of course, we're all like, <gasps> <laughs> he's like, all right, guys, line up. He said that's a pretty good one. Line up. So we ended up, we got pucks, and we ended up lining up. And I think, you know, we ended up breaking our losing streak. But uh, you know, it was just one of those things where those kind of guys like. You really appreciate those kind of guys, and then a coach that realizes that that you need some of that, you know, that humor and that that release. Break it up a bit, yeah. You know, because everybody can be, you know, every, you anybody, serious all the time, right? Man. Anybody, everybody can be like serious, but at the same time, it's like okay, it's a game, and you're playing hockey, be, right? There's there's times where it's going to be hard, and there's going to be times where you have to break it up yeah. because it it gets, you know, you come to the rink and you're just like just vibrating because you're you're trying too hard. Yeah, grip the stick too tight, right? And we're what back. What other funny stories? Oh, oh the, yeah, about Iggy, Iggy. Yeah, we got to get into Iggy, yeah. man. That's as a Flames fan, Iggy is god. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. All right. Jerome again. Our boy Iggy. So, all right. So you want to hear the story? <laughs> you about yeah. Did you say one game with Pittsburgh in Ottawa in 2012-13? Yep. Yeah, we got called. I got called up for, uh, for one game. For one game, and it was the end of the game. I think it was the end of the season. And it was uh, the first game that they had played. With uh, Eric Carlson, 
well, the whole Eric Carlson, Matt Cook incident. Oh, where yeah, Matt it, was Cook, it was Achilles thing. Yeah, oh, shit. You know, and, and like I said, I, you know, Matt Cook, he was, he was a little pain in my ass, but he was such, he's a good dude. Like, yeah. he really is. He's a good guy. Uh, or at least he was to me. And, and, uh, so they called me up for that. And, and uh, Jeepers. This mic, yeah. This, uh, so they called me up for this game, and to kind of, like, they had uh, Chris Neal. Oh, um, yeah, Chris, he's a tough son of a bitch, too. Oh, shoot. Who else did they have? They had some tough guys there. With, uh, you with Otto, Dion there? Matt Cassian. Duh. <laughs> so Maddie's there, right? And I trained with him all Zach's summer. brother? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if they're related. Oh, hey, really? Okay. That's a big dude. He's six foot four. He looks like a big freaking grizzly. Yeah. Dude. Like, you, you know, he's a big dude. So Matt and I were jawing at each other. And, of course, he's such a good guy. Like, he really is a good guy. But he's, he knows the deal. And uh, he said, he said something to the effect that, you know, so, and something's going to happen. I said, well, Maddie, I said, you're going to have to come to me. Whatever. <laughs> that was, like, why I got called up. And, you know, me and Chris Neal, whatever. Yeah. But before all this happened, I got called up. And uh, the first thing that, uh, you know, I get called up and I'm in the practice ring. I got one my crap. And all of a sudden, Sid comes running down the hallway. He's like, Macker, hey, come on in. We, gotta, we need you in the training room. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I go walking in the training room. <laughs> well, here they got Douglas Murray. And Doug Murray is a big, big man. Like, he is a house. Yeah. Well, Doug and I have rather large craniums. So <laughs> instead of a large helmet, we're probably thinking, like, extra large. So these idiots are trying to figure out who's got the bigger n- noodle, me or him. <laughs> and uh, so they got the tape measure, and they're measuring their heads. They're like, oh, I got 50 bucks saying that Macker's head's bigger. You know, they're back and forth. I'm like, seriously, guys? Like, hey, how's You're probably like a seven and three quarters. Though. No, I'm actually not. I'm a seven and five eighths. I but got hey, a huge, I'm only one size off. I got, a, I got a huge head, but he actually had a bigger head. Really? So, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, just did, the did, funny you, did you guys know Oprah is a size eight? Huh? Oprah, big head. Her hair, oh too, probably. Eh? I don't know. But, Smith uh, trivia. That's a little bit of G-Wiz information there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so they just traded for Iggy, right? Oh, yeah. So Iggy, like you said. He's got McMillan, too. Uh, I don't know. But the, the, the uh, so we're in Ottawa, right? So they, there's three stalls. There's three stalls. And then there's CTC, a door. Canadian Tire, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. There's a stall. Canada. There's a there's two doorways. One going in the shower. One going into the uh, the bathroom or whatever. Right. And they've got <laughs> Teddy Richards is one of my buddies. He's the equipment manager or the assistant equipment manager, and Dana Hines is the manager. And uh, you know, like a couple of, like I said, well, they put me in between Brooks Orpik and Doug Murray. <laughs> so the three biggest mutants. <laughs> On the team, <laughs> we're like we're sitting like us three idiots right now. We're like, like that's right. So anyway, uh, long story short, I'm sitting there telling stories, kind of the same thing, and and I go, Iggy, I said, do you remember the time we were in in Calgary, and of course, or Edmonton, and and you're playing in Calgary, and he's kind of giggling because he knows what's going to yeah. happen. Well, we were playing in in uh, we were playing Calgary. In Edmonton. All right, so the Battle of Alberta was it was a huge thing for me. Like, I got up, like, that's what I watched all my life. Yeah. I grew up watching that rivalry. Come to find out, I actually hate Vancouver more. Really? I can't stand them buggers. <laughs> I wouldn't cheer for them if they Yes, I wouldn't cheer for them if they were the last team on earth. But that being said, 
uh, were playing against Calgary. And uh, Ole Okunen. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I did not like Ole Okunen. Like, he was just a big just, mock meal. He was, pardon me? Big mock meal. Oh, he just was, like, just, he's just one of those faces that you just want to smash. <laughs> <laughs> he just was that guy. He just was pissing me off all game, like all series, the whole year. Oh, and I just man. wanted to kill him. Well, there's a stoppage of play, and I mean, no, f- I'm I'm looking for it. Uh, yeah. Well, Iggy grabs me, and I mean, I'm losing it. Iggy grabs me. He grabs me by the scruff of the neck and kind of ties me up. And he says, hey, Macker, have a little bit of class here. And it's like I was like a, a little whip puppy dog. Yeah. It's like, okay, Mr. Ginla. Okay, Mr. Ginla. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I was like, okay. So, so we're we're like I said, we're in Ottawa, and I was like, hey, you remember that time when you grabbed? Of course, you know. Yeah. And he just he doesn't say a whole lot. Right? He's a pretty quiet guy, and of course, the whole room was just busting laugh, oh, laughing. Oh, oh, I'd have had my hands full with Iggy. But he's, a, was, he's a tough son of a bitch, oh, too, man. That fight he, he had with LeCavalier in the playoffs oh. was unbelievable. It was uh, two Warriors going. I played against LeCavier in, in Bantam. But, uh, but yeah, he was just he was a cool guy. Just a super, yeah. super nice oh, guy. How did you play against LeCavier in Bantam? Notre Dame. He was in Notre Dame. Oh. Did you guys, talking about it again, did you guys ever see that interview with him and uh, the Boston Reporter? He's the Boston man. There's a snowstorm in Boston. Yeah. There's a random Boston man. It's Jerome McGinley. <laughs> it's like, hey, what do you think of the storm? <laughs> Well, I'm from Canada. I'm from Canada. This is, like, this is not a big deal. Yeah. It's just fucking Jerome McGinley. <laughs> what? So, okay. Before we, we're getting towards the end here, but before we wrap up, one player I wanted to ask about is um, Sean Avery. Did you ever have any run-ins with that guy? Uh, well, <laughs> he was a catalyst. It kind of started a little bit of a shit show in, in New York, actually. Ah. Uh, me and Derek Booger just fought, and then I want to say... He punched Laddie Schmied, and then, like, it was kind of a big melee. And Other than that, no, I never never did have a lot to do with it. But, like I said, I kind of listen to his podcast right now, and he's actually seems like I, I actually kind of have to giggle. Like, I've watched yeah. his YouTube video with him cussing out the, the people in the bike lane. In the bike oh, lane. My oh, my God. God. It's so, so funny. It's so funny, man. <laughs> I, enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed his book, too. Like, man, it was my, a pretty good book. His I book gave it. me a whole new outlook on him. Yeah, as like as a fan, like you yeah. see like the shit he did on the ice, yeah. and then you like read his story and like understand why he did. Right. Why I can believe the, the, Bro- the Marty Brodeur stuff. Oh like, man, Turpin Brodeur over all the shit went down. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't like didn't Brodeur leave his, his wife for his his brother his brother and his sister in law? Yeah, oh some wild gosh. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what you don't. Unless, like I said, it, you don't know what a guy's like unless you walk a mile in his shoes. Oh, yeah. that's you know, and that's like I said, you know, to have him on your team, I I think he would be. Like I said, he'd be a pain. He'd, be, he'd make my job one of two ways. He'd make it easier. He'd make it harder. Either way, you know, it's guy not that big of a deal. He's like, he's I'd kinda, still have a job. He's the guy like I mentioned before, Mac Chuck. What do you think about him? You know, <laughs> as a Flames fan, I love Mac well, Yeah, as an Oilers fan, they, hate him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it's like Brad Marchand. Like to have him on your team. I like Brad. But in Canada, Brad Marchand like him. Boston hate him. Right, but like I said, it's it's they're those guys that. That you want to have on your team, like the Kachucks, like they they play hard. They they you know they're going to go through the wall, whatever they got to do, and they're in the right place at the right time. And and they've made a career of it. And like I said, their dad's 
you know, they come from pretty good genes, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, Big Walt, he's a... Uh, big Walt, yeah. He was a big, big unit. Oh, man. Big power forward. I think he was kind of one of the... Well, him and Talkett and all those guys, they were all kind of the power him forwards. And Wendell and those guys oh. are like, they're unreal, hey? Well, obviously, Wendell Clark. Kelvington's own. Right. He's kind of in, in his own league. Okay, one more question before we get to, to the end. I have <laughs> one last question. So, is there, was there like... Was so there, two more questions? <laughs> two more questions. Two more questions. <laughs> First question. Was there ever somebody in your career that you just, like, you wanted, like, some, like so, a guy like Makachuk or, like, a guy, a fighter who just, like, wouldn't give it give it to you? Like, you want, like, you'd, every game he just piss you off, just rubbed you the wrong way. Like, kind of like Ole Okunen style. Is there anybody else that you wanted never to fight you never did? Yeah, never got a chance to, or just, like, he just pit, just rubbed you the wrong way and just had that face you wanted to punch. Uh, I want to say it was Tom Sestito. <laughs> didn't he? Was one he of those played guys. in Edmonton, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I think he did. You, did you try? He was in Vancouver. Oh, really? oh okay, Canada. yeah, yeah. He was one of those guys. He did, like, you know, I mean, he he played the role. Like, he, he did, you know, he got paid well, and he did well. Like you said, I think he played in Pittsburgh or with the he Wolves. Was around, with he was somewhere around, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he I just seen his face again here the other day, and I was like, oh. I want to punch that face. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure, like I said, back then, you know, and that just kind of came to me while we were sitting here talking to it. It was the first name, name that came to me. But, uh, um, uh, what was his name? Chris Millette. He played in Kelowna. He was another guy that, he actually broke my nose. I think it was sideways oh. on the side of my face one time. <laughs> he was, he played, I want to say he started out in Kelowna. And uh, we got in a line brawl down to Moose Jaw. Nice. The blades against, you know, Magic Crush Matt Warriors. Too, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got into a fight with Millette, and, I mean, he had his fist down to his ankles, and I come skating into one and just, bang. <laughs> and, like, literally, I think my nose was on the other side of my face. Oh, no. And, and then he hit it again. And then it was like, oh, no. My, my eyes were watering, and all I can remember was I grabbed him and threw him on the ice, and I was trying to bounce his head off the ice. Like, I, I couldn't I couldn't hit him because my, my... I couldn't I was, see. I you couldn't, couldn't see. see anymore. Oh, oh I want to talk about uh. painful. That was, like I said... One more thing I want to ask you about is uh, I got another one too. uh, Like scoring a goal in the NHL, like okay, we got to ask about that too. Well, I can say this (laughs) with all honesty. Actually, two things. Uh, My first goal was against uh, Washington. I was the highest paid player per shift per game that night. Who scored? And I outscored Ovechkin that night. How many? How many guys can say that? <laughs> Not many people can say that. That's right, pretty I mean, cool, man. Hell you yeah! Know, you were paid better than Ovechkin at that time. At that night. At that yeah. night. That one per night. Sh- so point. So per shift. Paid. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> I break. I broke Quick this guy. Here we what go. Do think, what do you think for for fifty six minutes of the game? I'd sit there and, and be like, well, you know, I'm the highest paid player per shift per game. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Work that into your yeah. contract, right? <laughs> <laughs> Points per shift. shift. Points per shift. Right. You know. Uh, but uh, no, I ended up scoring against my first goal was against uh, Washington, and uh, who did you score on? Yeah, yeah who's the goal? Uh, Jose Theodore. Oh, oh take man. that, Frenchie. Old, old, that twist, guy's old twisted wrister. I think it was like. <laughs> I think it was like hand over hand. That's a funny thing. It's it's so funny, like. You know, it's so ironic. Like, we can talk about Whitney talking. I had a muffin for a shot. Well, you know what? I actually, I that was the one thing I could do. Could I, rip could, it. I could shoot it. Yeah. But I never had the opportunity to shoot it. Or when I did, it was like, <gasps> what do I do? Dump it in the corner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Two on one, dump it in the corner. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at. Put it right. in the corner. <laughs> get it deep. <laughs> but, uh, 
Like, it's like it's whenever me and Teddy play beer league together, I'm like, just put it in deep, put it in deep. Right. <laughs> muck him out, muck it out, muck it and grind it. But, uh, <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, it was, uh, I think it was a twisted wrister That's from the top awesome. of the circle. Amazing. But, uh, and then the last one, like I said, I scored against Mika Kippersoff. No. And, my uh, boy. Yeah. That. That's my That's my hero. And I wasn't sure if I was going to fight somebody or not. Like, I, I, I thought I scored, but I wasn't sure. And then somebody was hitting me in the back of the pants, and I was turned around, and it was like, like, you could see my face, and then Kyle Brodziak's like, you scored! And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love playing with Brodziak. He was such a good dude. Oh, holy fuck, that's him awesome. And, him and Colin Fraser were two of my favorite lineies. Oh, uh, JF, JF Jocks. He was oh, my face hurts. <laughs> like Wait, JF, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, so, the one, the one fight that we watched on the way here that we wanted to ask about was fighting Robin Big Snake. So, because we, because I played, I played against Robin. And I played senior in that, and, and like, so Tim, like, buddy, like my buddy was telling me before, he right. fought Robin. And it right. was, he's the same kind of guy as you, like, just super gentle, like, right. like whenever, like, wouldn't hurt a fly, but just like he'll fight right. you if you want to fight him. Right. <laughs> that was a, that was a wild video. Robin's not a big guy. <laughs> no, he's pretty stout, but honestly, I can't. Like, there was a little bit of history I want to say because he was in Hartford, and I was in Hartford, and he ended up fighting. Can't remember if we fought Grenier, uh, Gillies, or Purington. Talk about a tough team. <laughs> yeah, no I'm shit. serious. We shouldn't. We need to go like like Hartford. We had the toughest team by far. We had I was a lightweight. We had Trevor Gillies, Marty Grenier, Craig Weller, uh, Garth Murray, and myself on a line. Damn. And we got a line brawl against Springfield. Oh my God. <laughs> that's that scary, was in, that's scary that was in, shit. Man. I think that was in 2004. Jesus, man, that's wild. I that was that was like I said when the American League. Well, I was during the lockout. Oh, there used to be a lot of good players down too. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was talk about the Wild West. That was the beast from the East. <laughs> it was it was like I said every night there was you know guys fighting and lion brawls and. Oh, you ever bump into Biz Nasty? No, I never have. Um, we never cross paths. Um, I don't even. I can't even say that I even know him. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But like I said, he's obviously done. It's pretty cool what he's done with man. Is it very well for himself. Hell yeah, man! It's uh, he great. set himself up obviously after hockey with the with the Twitter thing, and you can't help but but root for guys like that. That you know they've 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 seen opportunity well. and right and do and, it, man. It's great. This whole thing with uh, uh. With what, the t- uh, what's the what's the hockey deal he's on in in, in oh ESPN oh the TNT, TNT the TNT, yeah. TNT. Yeah. Man, that is fucking awesome yeah. stuff yeah. yeah him and Gretzky chirp each other I think that's pretty funny man he was what he was uh, he asked Steve oh, Eisenman yeah. the other night about what he did yeah, in his personal life because they always chirp him on the podcast about yeah. smoking weed all the time <laughs> is that for real like, yeah, for real. like well, no like so what the deal is they're talking to uh, to Kirby Doc and yeah. he was like a third overall pick and Stevie Eisenman interviewed him and right. he was like yeah so, like, so do you smoke weed. And everything was just make fun of like Stevie Y just like lighting up doobies all the time. Right. So, they, so they were like the episode before <coughs> Biz went on to interview Stevie Y. They dared him to ask him about his personal life. So Biz like on national TV asked Stevie yeah. Y like what he does in his yeah, personal time. And Stevie Y just like was speechless. He's like, he's like, uh, I don't want to say that on national TV. Yeah, he starts giggling. He turns <laughs> yeah. beat red. And then it's pretty funny. And then Chicklets like ran with it. He's like, yeah, Stevie Stevie Y confirmed bong bong ripper. Love <laughs> 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 that. Well, so so speaking of that though, how how's been for you after as far as like after hockey like as far as when you played in the you know like how's it been afterwards that way as far as it's been an adjustment um yeah i'm not gonna lie it's it's been a tough adjustment but at the same time um 
I uh, got on the fire department. I was a firefighter yeah. for four years. Nice. And uh, absolutely loved it. Well, a little less than four years, sorry. And I absolutely loved it. Um, like I said, I, I kind of wish that I would have maybe picked that up a little sooner than I did. Um, but like I said, the, the guys at the firehouse, a um, bunch of beauties. And, kind, you of, know, kind of almost like a hockey oh, team, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, to me, in some, some instances, it were tighter. Because you know you go into a fire or something like that, like some those, shit with oh, those guys, yeah. yeah, like you're 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 sticking your you know lack for a better term sticking your nuts out of line for your buddy, and, yeah. Which you can do, like you said, you do that in hockey too. But this is life or limb, and, and or life or death, and and uh, you know you're always watching out for different things. And like I said, I loved it. I'm I'm was cut out for it. I'm I'm still trying to try to you know possibly get on here at the, with the volunteer nice. station here That's in town, awesome. but. Uh, I, I love it. Like I said, you're you're pretty much a big kid. And you get to go ride around in a big red fire truck yeah. with blinky lights and a big squirt gun. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good deal. Hang out with your buddies. Fun fact, I'm banned from the Calgary Firefighter Hockey League. Oh, really? What did you do? I, so they have every year they do a three-on-three tournament. It's for, like, firefighters and first responders. And I have a buddy who's a firefighter right. in Calgary. And they needed a goalie, so they call me up. So we go and win. Timbo? The, no, uh, Colby Charters. Okay. He's he's from actually from around this area. Um, but anyway, see, they called me up and need a goalie. So he's like, man, yeah, we need a goalie. Like, but make sure you come here, like, shave your face because you're supposed to be a first responder. Right. So whatever, I shave and we go play and and uh, we win the tournament. And then we go and there's like so there's, there was two different tournaments like for the like the, the south departments and the north departments and they had like a final game. We played at the Corral and we won that game too. And then all of a sudden they found out that I wasn't part of, like, I wasn't a first responder, so now I'm oh. not allowed to go back to these tournaments anywhere. Oh, no. So ah. I'm too good. I'm too good for the Calgary Fire. <laughs> Did you guys get the, tro- the trophy and have a decent party at least? We got a pizza party after. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was pretty cool. But that's why I'm banned from the firefighter league, because oh, wow. I'm too okay. sick at hockey. Well, you better wrap it up here. I, 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 I don't want to, but I... Oh, man, I can sit here and talk it. all day, but Steve, yeah, this has been so fun. much fun, man. Thanks for taking the time to chat with hey, us today. I know you got a big game, the team's got a big game tonight and whatever, but the one question we ask all of our guests, like, what is your definition of cowboy shit? <laughs> and you know, it's funny, because we haven't really talked, we haven't talked much cowboy shit, but we have talked some cowboy shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of like a... more of an essence than anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cowboy shit... <laughs> I'm sure you probably come up with some different answers, but that's my favorite. That's my favorite question. You know, I, honestly, like I said, after Ned Roping or, or uh, you know Brandon Cavs, like I said, buddy of mine here last year, I mean Cowboy, that lifestyle is is hanging out with your buddies and and having a couple couple pilsners or a couple yeah, uh, a couple bohemians, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, up and having, having a couple whiskeys after the Brandon after a hard day's work uh, with a smile on your face. That's that's to me what. You know, with that way of life, cowboy way of life, and like I said, is uh, most important to me, or what I think of it. I'm sure you probably come up with some different uh, opinions oh, of it, but uh, you know, going up and down the road with your buddies, uh, uh, you know, going to a roping or something like that—that's obviously a lot of fun too. But yeah. hanging out with your buddies and, and uh, after the work's all done, having a cold beer on the fire and telling stories and shooting the shit and. Singing songs. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, It's we definitely have to do a part two, because I think yeah. we just scratched the surface on some of the story. Like, oh. My face legitimately hurts. It's been so, I, I fucking love this shit, man. It's so We great. haven't even got into the funny Cowboy stories. I know. That's, 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 that's just it. We were like, just got mostly hockey stuff, and there's probably so many more Cowboy oh, stories to do. So we we'll definitely have to stories. book in a, book in a, book in a round two here soon. It'll be yeah. great. I'll tell you some funny rope stories and some ranch rodeo stories. Oh, there's some, there's some good ones. That's a good, good score, really, man. Oh, yeah, shit. I love it. 
Well, uh, we go through Kindersley a couple times here and there, so we'll do it again. Well, well, if you're ever in Calgary, make sure you hit us up. We'll, we'll, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll uh, get to Calgary every once in a while. Try to stay away from the big cities. Nah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, thanks again, Steve. This is awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome back to Cowboy Shit. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Thanks for tuning in, being with us this long. Wacy, this last weekend, we went on another buddy's... Ski uh, trip. Yeah, on another buddy's uh, bachelor party. Had a pretty large time in Kimberley, B.C. Did a little staking out to maybe bring back the, uh, the Cowboy Ski Race. So we'll see what uh, see what that looks like. But if you if you want to go to the ski race, there's a few people that we, we did a poll. A lot of folks like the idea. I don't know how many actually would be able to make it, but... Just wanted to throw it out there and see yeah. uh, see what we figure. But that was kind of fun though. To, it was sweet, uh, man. Heck of a weekend. First first ski day of the year for for me. Yeah, me too. Um, same for you. Yeah, it was awesome, man. The some of the best conditions I've ever had on a ski day, like plus two degrees Celsius, and uh, the snow was awesome. The crew of the lads was an awesome group of dudes. We uh, we had a really good time on Friday night, so we we're moving pretty slow in the morning, but. Yeah, I made it happen, man. It was sweet. Nobody nobody got hurt. I had one pretty big wreck, which was more comical than anything, but hey. I didn't see it happen. Still here to tell the tale. Didn't yeah, we were we were we were hauling ass. It was uh you it was wiped funny. out. But you wiped didn't even out, die. Man. Didn't even die, man. It was close. Good thing That's good. good thing I good thing um we did a thing for a long time where falling off was part of the gig, so you learn how to fall in a sense, right? So it's true. It's very true. So yeah, it was good, man. Hopefully I think that uh, Kimberly would be a sweet spot for the ski race too. It's a cool little town, fun little community. We went to the junior B hockey game that, that evening after we skied, which was super fun. I love checking out some small town hockey. Yeah, it was good. It was a perfect Canadian getaway weekend. I think, uh, I think Kimberly would work for the ski race because of the, the destination aspect to it. Mm-hmm. That I think is a, uh, is a cool part of it. And the other side of it is the the setup at the at the base area. So they've got like a big like open bar area and like hotels mm. right on the hill. So we could like basically you could like come and park for the weekend and you wouldn't even have to drive again. So it's 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 a good and setup food, for like a festival style event. It's yeah. like a winter festival more than just a ski race. Yeah. So that's more what we want to look for. What we want to do. Yeah. With it. Heck so yeah, I man. think I think it could really work and get the town involved and have a lot of cool shit on the go there. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I also think that from the ski race or from the ski day that I'm probably gonna wear those pit vipers a lot more often now. They're pretty. They're just sweet, man. Even I would wear I'd wear that outfit more often skiing than anything else. I like the 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 vibes of that, you know. It's true. So, um, it was good. Heck of a day. The uh the other part of it though, at the in the evening at the hockey game, uh, Cole Regan, we found him at the hockey game. He's wearing a, a competitive a competitor's hat. So we knew we did he did not like that. Yeah. So we knew he must uh, be close to if not a fringe fan i might know about cowboy shit so mm-hmm. we uh i gave him the buckle i was wearing i know one of our new montana cowboy shit buckles he was pretty pumped we flagged him down so had a little yeah. conversation with him because <laughs> head straight that was pretty sweet but uh that was awesome man it's cool good weekend there but wait so you had a couple uh questions you wanted to pose 
So there's a couple things that we talk about. I was talking about this with some people at work and it's like the different tiers of pizza. <laughs> so yeah, like it's one of those things where you have like everybody kind of has like their go-to chain that they always get. And you kind of have like your greasy one when you're hungover and you just want some greasy pizza. That's your kind of your middle tier. Then you have your top tier, like super fancy style pizza, like the traditional Italian, like in, made in a fire oven pizza. So I want to ask you, Ted, what are your pizza tiers? Okay, so number like top tier pizza is the pizza that Storm makes. That's like that's the best stuff. Mm-hmm. You can you can compare what that with like it? pay me a picture, man. Uh, pepperoni and cheese and some nice, uh, just basic pepperoni cheese and a little bit of uh, pizza sauce. Just easy nice. homemade dough though. Homemade dough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so good. Then you got like the high level pizza, and you got like Una, where it's like. They put maple syrup on it. It's flat. Una would not be a tier two pizza. No, top tier, dude. Listen to me. Okay. Listen to what words I'm saying. Top tier. Okay, man. Okay. Storm's Pizza, Una. It's nice pizza. Okay. But you I'm giving you two tiers. I'm 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 giving you one tier, and then I'm gonna go to the next one. Give me a break here. Just listen. You can only pick one per tier, bro. You never said that. You just said three tiers of pizza. You didn't say what the dimensions. Yeah. So yeah, tiers are. Go ahead, then. <laughs> Two top-tier pizzas. Middle tier, so Una and Storm, top tiers. But the way, what I was trying to get at is that at Una, you have, like, arugula. You got, like, maple syrup. You got, like, a lot of fun shit on the pizza. The Beltliner at Una is very good. It's a very good pizza. The Beltliner. So what's mm-hmm. on the Beltliner? It's, like, cheese, sausage, and I think some uh, maple syrup. It's one of the maple syrup pizzas. Yeah, very good. I, I, having maple syrup on the... On pizza was a fucking game changer the first time. The, the cheese and the syrup, yeah, it's a very nice combination. Yeah, it's very nice. What is mm. that? Sweet and salty. Uh, sweet and savory, you could even say. Savory. Um, mm. Okay, then, but then oh, after that, there's like a couple. Like, I guess middle middle level pizza would be like, uh, I don't know, like the Chicago deep dish place by the house or like something like that. But like, I don't order pizza at the house now because Storm makes pizza, so I don't do that as much. But if we're at an event, it would be like, uh, like the middle tier would be kind of like that greasy pizza chain and then lower tier it has to be like little caesars it's like one or two ingredients off of plastic almost and cardboard basically like cardboard with some cheese sprinkled on that's little caesars my my my, like bottom tier pizza is domino's domino's Domino's? is a solid just a solid like chain pizza like they get get a consistent product every time sauce is good big fan that's your bottom tier Mm -hmm. okay what's that's like a chain uh, there's a little pizza shop in Calgary called Bonacera that I, it's not a pizza shop, That's but it's like a, Greek, it's like a Greek restaurant, but it's like a really dive good, bar, like dive bar, Greek style pizza, super greasy, really good sauce. Um, big fan of it. Okay. And then my top tier is Una. Cause it's, oh. it's you're just mad because I said Una too in Rector. No, no, you pick, you pick, you uh, like the intention was one per category, but yeah, it's cool, man. Okay. You, your world. I'm just All living right. in a day. Hey, well, I, I was, I didn't know the rules, so didn't, didn't get them. Ah, uh, um, you had another question though. So the other question tell us, is: Tell us your pizza places, folks. Tell us, tell me if I'm way off on uh, Little Caesars because I got to be in a real jam to go to Little Caesars. But I saw Jesse Byrne eat a lot of Little Caesars, so you know people have one their, thing that those that those places get right though is like the cheese bread and like the the that's crazy true. sticks and that stuff. Like they don't fuck that shit up. Like it's that's really like it's always kind of thing, it's eh? always good, man. I love pizza too. Pizza's a good spot. Um, so my other question is. What rodeo event could you start right now and make an amateur finals in one year and it can't be bull riding? Well, I think one that it could be 
would be bareback riding because all you got to do is stay on and you'd probably make the finals. I would never want to do that shit. I know. I didn't Especially say I would want to do it. at the amateur level. You didn't say if I wanted to do it. You just said what I could make the finals in, man. Language. You just said what I could make the finals in. Bareback riding, boom, stay on one, done. Uh, not that I want to do that, but I Well, you'd have to get a rodeo account. You have to get a rodeo account to go. You can't just yeah, stay on one and go. Yeah, you, you do. Most Yes, they do, man. The C- like, to, get, like, make this, to make the CCA finals, you have to go to 12 rodeos. You didn't say CCA. Yeah. What about FCA? That's right. Well, same Era, with the FCA. The FCA WRA, you, have to to, you have to go to LA. seven rodeos to make the FCA finals. You have to go Nobody to a cares. minimum amount of rodeos. Nobody cares. Nobody. No, nobody, no, you're nobody gonna get. So you're gonna. Ride. You're gonna go to. The, you're gonna make one bareback ride and then not get your rodeo count, not get to go to the finals. I'm just saying, man. No, no, you could because right now they're so hard up on bareback riders. If you go to one rodeo, look at the standings. Have you look at the standings lately. No, because I have not looked at the standings. Well, seriously, if you had looked at the standings for any FCA rodeo in the last three or four years, if you go to one rodeo, you're making the finals. Look at it right now. I don't want to look at it. You don't want it because I'm going to be right. No, because when I last went to amateur rodeos in 2014, yeah, but, you had there's yeah, a that rodeo. that was seven camp. years ago, Wacey. Things have changed, man. Well, fuck, man. Okay, cool. Congrats you on said, making the finals. You on said one 2022. Horse. So man, then, but then you're going to go just, get on. Then you're going to go to the, the finals and get on three horses. I didn't. You didn't say I had to compete. You said, "What one am I oh making?" Oh my it god! <laughs> this is you're ruining the question. Okay, but but if I was actually going to do it, like if but what is, what is the more important goal? Is it making the finals or is it? Winning money or like what? What is the point of your question? Because it it's like getting finals, good. It's getting good enough to compete at a finals. You have one year to get good okay. at an event to make a so finals. You gotta, what you got to phrase the question differently. Well, I no, I just said, you know, I just no, I I assume that you you kind of you would say you can't that assume anything, man. You can't oh, assume fuck, anything. Man. Okay. okay, so uh, congrats on making the bareback riding finals at the FCA, bud. Good hey. for you. That was the question you asked. I answered it. Cool. <laughs> I got that guy had nothing else to say. <laughs> oh dear! It, if breakaway roping was no, I bet it's a tough event. That wouldn't work. I want to say roping, but I'm no, I can't rope good, so it'd have to be bareback riding if I'm going to make the finals because I could hang and rattle probably in the bareback riding. Unfortunately, that's where we're at right now. But what would you what would you do, AC? I know you want me to ask you the question. Which event? No, which, uh, no, which event would you? Which event would you want to get good at? And I could do, do it. I could do it. The, I could do it. I could do it in the team rope. I could do it in the team rope. You think so, man? Team rope is not. I know. An easy I, event, I, know I could, man. Huh? Team rope is not an easy event, though. I've won money in the team roping before at rodeos. Which rodeos? <sighs> Verdon, Manitoba, Tisdale, Saskatchewan. Um, I think I was checking my battle for. We were, we were six and five in Verdon, and then Ooh, we were time. six and six in Tisdale. That could I can't win. Remember we're in North Battleford. That could win a uh, that could win a rodeo or two. I've team up lots back over the years, my friend. So you could do it. I know I could do it. Just have to put the time in, but it's expensive, so I really wouldn't want to do it. You don't want to do it either. It's, well, it, I would like to do it, but I just like to have a horse pulled down the road, have a truck and a trailer. It's a lot of money. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is and you gotta, find a, par- and you gotta find a partner. It'd be fun That's though. The thing, thing with bareback riding, you need like you need some different spurs than bull riding, and you need a rigging. I just would not want not, not a single ounce of my being wants to get on a fucking bareback horse. I'm with you, and like probably the like I shouldn't say probably, but well, no. If if you go to like a few rodeos, you're probably gonna get on one that like goes really fast and runs really fast, especially at that it's level. Probably gonna be yeah. fucking. It's scary. not gonna be. It's not gonna be a good time. No, actually, you know which one I think I could make it in, Wacy? Which event? Say it. 
peewee barrel racing. Actually, you know what? I don't think you could. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think you could. Really and truly, some of those some of those little kids, man, are handier than most adults. Yeah, but you only gotta be top six. I could be. I could beat at least five other. Man, I don't know. I haven't seen you ride a horse very much. <laughs> oh dear. I don't know. That's one thing we gotta do. We gotta have a barrel racing match. <laughs> well, don't we? Don't we already have one of those coming up somewhere? I don't know. Do we? I thought we had something coming up. With I, I like talked about the idea the one day on our way to Saskatoon, but oh, okay. we got to actually make it happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, you got anything else for the show or should we wrap it up? That's all. That's it, man. There's a lot Don't of conflict. There's check a out, lot check of conflict sh- on this show. There was a lot of conflict. Good thing we weren't <laughs> together because we might have fucking brawled. Might have been a might have been a full. I'm cranky. I didn't have. I had a fucking terrible sleep last sleep? night. I'm just cranky. Are you hungry so. too? It's six thirty. I'm starving, man. Okay, that's the, so, okay, that's that. the worst part about living alone. Now I want to talk about this. Living alone, like <laughs> living alone is fuck. Like I love it. Like I have like I'm really going to like love being in my own space and all that kind of stuff. Being able to do whatever I want, but it fucking sucks also because I have to do the laundry. I have to clean up after myself. I have to cook dinner. I have to do the dishes. I have to. You gotta do be a lot more efficient with your time, eh? Like you gotta really plan. Well, but out. it's, but it's, but I can, I can only, I'm as efficient as I can be at this point, right? Like I was just at the office for eight hours, and I gotta come here and jump on the phone for an hour and a half, and then I gotta make dinner right after work, and then by that time yeah. it's fucking eight o'clock, and you really want to be cleaning the house and doing laundry at eight o'clock at night when you haven't really had any chance to unwind or hang out. What did you do yesterday <clears> when you got home at three p.m.? I unpacked my bags. I. Puts I worked on a couple of things, made a TikTok, I did some research, and then I napped because I was very tired. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things where you got to be able to like take the time. But it's it's just I'm I'm just complaining because I'm jealous of people who don't <laughs> have somebody to help them out with all that shit, That's and I true. don't. And it's fucking it sucks. So well, you got you got Jeff. If you want to date me? Hit me up. Wait, you, you got Jeff. In. You could just throw all your laundry in the dry cleaning by Dave bag and just call it good. Yeah, but that cost. But then that cost me like. A bunch of money. Yeah, but but what is worth more, your time or your money? Well, if I had more money, my time would my 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 money. <laughs> I don't have. That's the thing is, I don't have any fucking money either. So that's a, that's another thing. I don't have any time. I don't have any fucking money. Don't have any jobs. Don't my have pets' heads are falling <laughs> off. I have a job that doesn't pay me very much money. So oh fuck, that's my first world problems for that the was a good episode. that was a good rant that was a good rant. It sucks, dude. But it's again, it's, it's one of those things. It sucks, but it's also awesome because I can, like, I can just like. You can live in your whatever. filth if you have to. But don't but you have a dishwasher? Yeah, like I, I have things. Like I have laundry machine here, and I have a dishwasher and stuff. But it's just it's a lot of time, a lot of, and it's a lot of. So like, but and it's like it's fucking never ending. Like you literally, I'll clean up my apartment, like do a big clean, and then like by the time next week, like that, like if I do that on Tuesday. But the next Tuesday, I got to do it all over again. It's like, I don't even do anything. I'm fucking hardly ever here. <laughs> like, where does all this shit come from? I don't get it. If someone, if someone is listening to this and they can help me out with this, like, please hit me up because I'm battling. I'm battling. I'm, the, come, I'm struggling. I don't want, I'm glad that this uh, video only shows this much in my office because everything going on, like, down here and like over on the floors. It takes me three to five business days to put laundry away. <laughs> <laughs> but what's your what's your KD three to five on, business months? What's your KD on on Warzone though? Matt, I haven't played Call of Duty in two weeks. I haven't it touched says, my Xbox. It said last night when I was on there, it said nine days. So that's that's a pretty big run for you. Ten days to not be on that thing. 
It's not quite two yeah, weeks. Yeah, just ten days. don't have time. Yeah. Oh, it's almost two business weeks. <laughs> nine. I've been on nine business days. Uh, That's true, though. Okay. I've just been, I'm, I've been busy, man. It's been a busy couple. I, everybody's, everybody's busy, but anyways. And we're, gonna, we're going, going to be busy again this weekend because we're going to Hannah. So there you go. Yay. All right. Okay. I'm going to go now. Yeah, have a too. good, have a good dinner. Adios. This cowboy's all alone. Riding down that old two lane. The whiskey goes down slow. So close your eyes and grab the reins. All the miles and the tears through the long, hard years. Like a dust storm, I'm heading north. Spend my life chasing a wild.